headphones is on fire this time around, Styles. My blood pressure. Yo, last time I'ma tell these niggas, man, niggas can't fuck around, man. Jada, man, whoever, old nigga, new nigga, what? Yo, 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 who really the best rapper since Big ain't here? Y'all know the answer to that when Kiss ain't here. When you see me, don't ask me nothing about us, and don't definitely ask me nothing about all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to the 503-305 podcast. This is Kenny, a.k.a. KD the BG. Um, you can find me on the 503-305 podcast. Also, on the Champagne Sharks, which, let me segue, I'm here with one of my co-hosts from the Champagne Sharks, T. Say, what's up, T? Yo, yo, what's going on? Like, we're putting this on both feeds, you know, want people to get a taste of this show. You know what this is like? This is what they call the backdoor pilot. There you that's, go. That's what this is. This is like a backdoor. The Champagne uh, Sharks is a Cosby show. This is a different world. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm, it's good to be back. And you know what? This is a, um, I don't know, this might be a little bit different for the Champagne Sharks audience, but for those of you that do follow the 503 podcast, y'all know we talk boxing, we talk everything. So today, um, Man, me, T, Mario, we all watched the fight today. We all watched the Anthony Joshua and um, Andy Ruiz fight and um, wanted to get on immediately and, and get it in about this because for a lot of different reasons, but um, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted with, not, not because I wanted, I thought uh, Andy Ruiz was going to win and um, not because I dislike Anthony Joshua. I don't know Anthony Joshua as a person, but I thought he would win because he was a better boxer. He's just a better boxer. And the shit that I saw tonight was pathetic. I mean, it was this, really. This, this was way more about Anthony, sorry, Andy Ruiz. And Andy like Ruiz. Sloppinesses. Sloppiness yes. and anything good that uh, Anthony Joshua did. Even though so many people right now, not as many as I expected, surprisingly, are trying to pretend that he did. People are saying, yo, he was acting like Klitschko. He was acting like. No, Fury. he was no. acting like, and some people had the nerve to say he was acting like Mayweather. Like, get the fuck. No, out. no, 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 no. What he did was, you know, the thing about it is like Anthony Joshua. For people that don't realize this, so Anthony Joshua is about twenty nine, I think, twenty eight, twenty nine years old. Uh, he's an Olympic gold medalist. He won a gold medal in the two thousand sixteen Olympics, um, and he was rushed into professional boxing. So unlike a lot of other guys, even go look at Mike Tyson. You know, Mike Tyson had a lot of fights, a lot of pro fights before he actually fought for a belt. Also, you know, let, Anthony people, let people know, because I don't think a lot of people know, like, what, because boxing is like gymnastics, and, like, it's one of those things that being old for getting into boxing is yeah. way younger than a lot of people. Oh, are. yeah, yeah, yeah. So getting into boxing as a, as a pro, the normal pro boxer turns pro at age 20. You know what I'm saying? I think Anthony Joshua turned pro, he was 26. 26 but, years old, but something he like that. got into boxing. Period. Yeah, young. 18. He was old, old. Yeah, yeah. He, got, he got into boxing. Period at 18. Which yeah, you know, like a lot of kids, like people get into boxing as like little kids. Right. You know what I'm saying like he got right. Floyd Mayweather was boxing when he was five. Yeah, 18 is like ancient for getting into. Yes, boxing. because you don't have a lot of time to get into amateurs. So you look at a guy like Bernard Hopkins. Bernard Hopkins never fought an amateur fight. Bernard Hopkins went straight from prison. To the boxing ring. He never fought in the amateurs, never fought in the Olympics, none of that kind of stuff. I think Mario just jumped in. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, he did. There he, there he is. There he is. What's cracking, cracking. player? What's cracking? 
man, I'm chilling, bro. I'm over here. Yeah. Enjoying my Yeah, the gang's out nice, here. This is what I'm talking about. Rainy-ass Saturday night out here on, in, in Cali. Oh, that's the same thing going on up here. Raining like a motherfucker. Raining sideways. Yeah, that's the... That's nothing new for y'all, man. <laughs> Ray, it ain't nothing new for y'all, man. That's like no, uh, that ain't nothing new. Yeah, out here, man. We um, I don't know. I think the last couple of Decembers we've had rain for whatever reason. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. What's okay. up, T? Nah, I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. We're just going over a little bit of this. Uh, the intro for this this uh, wrap up for this fight. And, uh, you know, Anthony Joshua, I was just saying Anthony Joshua started fighting later in life. He didn't, he's not like, you know, Floyd who was fighting when he was five. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't turn pro. He turned pro at 25, 26, but he didn't start boxing until he was 20, 19, 20 years old. Right. So for a guy like him, he gets, he's going to get rushed. So there's another kid, uh, Vasil Lomachenko. He didn't start, he didn't turn pro until he was 28 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He had 360 something amateur fights, and then he turned pro at 28. It's, that's rare. That's very rare. It's not normal for that to happen. Yeah. Um, 360 some odd amateur fights. So yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, Mario, when you came in, Kenny was breaking down how um, rare it is for, like, he was letting people know the background of uh, Joshua's story and why he calls him a prospect. So, the reason why I call him a prospect, um, Anthony Joshua fought for the title. His first title, he won a vacant title. He was uh, actually. He was actually a mandatory for Deontay Wilder back in 2013, 2014. I think it was 2016, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he jumped out of the WBC rankings and, and went because and, Tyson Fury retired. So when Tyson mm. Fury retired, all the belts were up for grabs. So what Anthony Joshua did was instead of fighting Wilder, he went and chased after the vacant titles. Gotcha. So he fought one guy, Charles Martin, and got a vacant title. Then he fought Vladimir Klitschko, who was – coming off of a two-year layoff and a loss and they threw in the WBA belt and the other belt they put up and let them fight for a unification when it shouldn't have been but nevertheless they they let it happen so actually uh Anthony Joshua fought in the 2012 Olympics not 2016 so he gets the three belts one fighting Charles Martin for a vacant title he gets another two fighting against Vladimir Klitschko then he fights um Joseph Parker and gets another belt it's a worthless belt and um so he was actually i'm not saying he was protected but the way that they shaped his career he was thrusted to get these belts and stay the course and be champion in the uk because of course when you look at the history of the uk i mean the only real big time name that we know of is lennox lewis like he's Mm. and they don't really they don't really show lennox the same respect that they should because lennox fought he didn't fight for great britain in the olympics he fought for canada you know what I'm saying? So there's a, there's been there's been some you know things like that that has happened, but they fast tracked him. They fast fast tracked Anthony Joshua. Yeah, they curated his pe- career real nice. They did. They and what people don't understand yeah. is that when you get a belt, you are not allowed to be a prospect anymore. When you get a belt, you have to fight top contenders. You cannot have a belt in a sanctioning body and not fight a top ten contender. But they still treat him like that. That's the thing. Yes. It's really crazy how they talk about him. Talking about him like uh, he's still learning. Uh, yes. He's learning yes. on the job at the press conferences. It's like, what yes. are you talking about? He's in the big leagues now. He's, He's a champion. Yeah. When you're a champion, you do not get to, get to go and fight against bums. You, that's not allowed. But they, now, baby, they baby him. The way they talk when he's like right in the room, right next to them. Is oh, like, yeah. It's like how parents talk, you know, for the kids <laughs> like at, a pre, at a press that's conference. That's true. You know what I'm that's saying? true. But that's a matchroom thing. His promoter, Eddie Hearn, that's how – see, the difference between – 
you know, the things that the way they do things in the UK as far as promoters and boxing is the way we did it over here in the 1960s. Okay. You know, in the With 1960s, all that, yeah. the promoter did all the talking and the boxer just sat there. You know what I'm saying? You know, back in the day right. when the mafia was involved, you know what yeah. I'm saying? They, you know, that was their guy. You know what I'm saying? That's how it is in the UK where the promoter does all the talking and the boxer don't say shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Tours over here right now, you look at Deontay Wilder and Errol Spence and all these other guys, they're under the umbrella of um, the PBC and Al Heyman, but you ain't never seen Al Heyman do an interview. Nope. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The boxers do all the talking. It's got that old school white daddy vibe that used to happen yes. with a lot of athletes and stuff yes. like that. And yes. We don't really do yes. that here anymore. It's, it's, it's no. creepy. I don't, I don't like those it. Days, and, those and, days and, and are so far about, removed. Yeah. It's old, old. That's, I think that, I mean, maybe Don King in the 80s. But that was about it, yeah. Because even yeah, Bob Arum didn't do a whole lot of no, talking no. in terms of promotion. So no, no. And you know the good thing, you know the thing about Don King. I know you guys are old enough to remember this. You know Don King might have been a thief and a and a crook, mm-hmm. but his boxing cards was off the hook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. His cards were good. All of them. Oh, you, can, you know what? Oscar De La Hoya. I was just sorry about that. Uh, King. Yeah, go ahead. I was just thinking about Golden Boy Entertainment. He yeah, does a yeah. lot of talking for his fighters. Yes, he does a lot. But of most of his fighters. most of his fighters can't speak English. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a very yeah. fair yeah, that's point. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Does his he's nephew like, speak English? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. His okay. nephew does. I think he just lost okay. recently or something like that. I'm not sure. He, not he just won, or maybe or I was watching win? an old. Maybe I was watching an old fight of his, or an older fight. But he's a young guy. He's a young guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a re- yeah, relatively young name. guy, but um, with Anthony Joshua, you know, uh, you know, just breaking down that fight tonight, I man. What did you guys think about that fight? I, I let Mario go first because we've already been talking. He's like the last person to join. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. First of all, physically, I thought he looked good in terms of shedding all that excess muscle that he had. I know it's a lot of controversy about that. Some people say, you know, he cycled off of steroids and shit like mm-hmm. that but that's all speculative so yeah, it's speculative. I'll just go with, with how he looked he leaned up uh, fairly nicely uh, I was surprised at his level of stamina you know uh, that he was able to, to, to move around the ring the way that he did I thought that losing that muscle helped him do that uh, because when you lose a lot of muscle mass like that, when you bulk up like that and then lose a ton of muscle mass, a lot of fighters are not the same after they do that. If right. you look at some of the guys who moved up, and and I guess it's not a one-to-one comparison, but if you look at a lot of guys who moved up a weight division mm-hmm. and then went back down to their division after that, to their natural division after that, they're never the same again. Now, having said that, a lot of those guys like Antonio Tarver, Roy Jones, yep, yep. they were older in their in age right. when they did that. Yeah, Roy, I Anthony. think Roy was um, Roy went up and went up to heavyweight and then dropped all the way back down right. and fought Tarver and got knocked out. Right, but Roy was already in his in his late thirties when he did. Oh yeah, that, right. So yeah. Anthony Joshua was uh, what is he thirty? He's twenty nine. Twenty nine. Something like that. Twenty nine yeah, so. years old. That's one thing that I noticed about it. He 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 seemed to carry that new weight very well. And it Actually, he just turned thirty. Him. Sorry about that. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So he yeah. was a little more mobile. Now, what I what I didn't like about him is he still doesn't incorporate head work. He he's he not. Does he not. doesn't roll. He doesn't roll. Mm-mm. He doesn't. He, he's just he's, he's a stiff. sitting duck out there with someone that would have speed and length yeah. like Wilder. He would yeah. be a sitting duck. He's so stiff, man. Even with it's the weight robot. loss. They were He's even saying it during the fight. I don't know if you guys heard Sergio saying it during the fight. Sergio Moro was saying that he won't bend his knees. 
He won't like he needs to knees. bend his knees. And even Teddy Atlas was tweeting about it. He was like, if Joshua needs to start bending his knees because he's fighting a smaller guy, you got to get smaller. One, two, he's still a one-two one, combination. Two. For, that's it. One-two. One-two. He put I a think, few combinations together, but... He got the hell out of there when he got in close quarters. Yeah. He got the hell out of I think out he of wasn't there. bending his knees because he was scared of anything that would bring him closer mm-hmm. to his fist. He but but, was so but the scared. problem is if you don't bend your knees, you, your chin is out. No, no, I I understand. I'm saying that's how scared he was. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. of getting yeah, close definitely. to him. Like yeah. all he wanted to do was be tall. That's all yeah, he yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all he wanted to do. Stand so tall and jab. Anything he mm-hmm. could do to be tall enough not to get hit by those T Rex arms, he was gonna do it, even if it meant not yeah. bending his knees. That's, that's <laughs> and that was that was a, that was actually um, I wasn't shocked by the game plan. I think I might have said it on the podcast a couple of days ago that this is what he was gonna do, but. Mm. The problem was is that... But he did it ugly. That's my he, It was... Yeah, yeah. Because they were saying, oh, he's got to do like Klitschko and Lennox Lewis. Eh, first of all, whatever with Klitschko. skill level of either one. No. Of exactly. No. no. Yeah. It, absolutely. That's, and that's, that's the problem. And, 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 I, and after the fight, he said he tried to credit... And this pissed me off. He said, like, you know... Uh, I credit Klitschko for my style tonight. Because no, what you did not say insult to Klitschko to no, say that's not that what style. you did was uh, his his game because he would not have done it that ugly. You were helped no. by Ruiz meeting you halfway by just coming out so you, bad. They they knew because you know what he did was he listened to the media and all, everybody in the media said it. They was like, why isn't he using? And this is the last fight. And I remember I watched it. It was I was in Phoenix watching it. and It was like, why isn't he using his jab and using his distance? Well, you know the thing about it is. You know, because um, I saw a lot of people saying that, oh, Floyd Mayweather and this kind of stuff. And what people don't realize about Floyd is Floyd does it all. Yes. He's yeah. going to oh, stand in the F- pocket. Floyd has several styles. He can oh, yeah. And Floyd He's going to be in, in the pocket. Is, He's going to be in distance. He's going to do all of that. And Floyd is never terrified. He can no, stay away no, from everything. No. But he just stays away because he's like, look, I want to not have CTE. I want to spend yes. all this money mm-hmm. when I'm done. Like, you know what I mean? But if he's in, like, the pocket, if he has to do an exchange, he can do it. But Oh, yeah. But you could you tell saw that. that. You could tell he was terrified of the exchange. Like, like, yeah. like yes. he wasn't in control when he was uh, doing his outside boxing, when he was outboxing, he was just like, just trying to survive, I think. And he was, yeah. he and I care. noticed something that, that, cor- that, that uh, corroborates what you're saying. Ken, and I don't, I'm not too sure about this, so Ken, maybe you can speak to it. When they were getting tied up, he would go down and put one hand on the ground. Yeah, a yeah, couple yeah, times yeah. he did that. Yeah. Now, is, that, does the, is the ref supposed to break up the action? The ref is supposed that? to break that up, yeah. Okay, the, ref so did, the, ref, the ref wouldn't step in at all tonight. It was ugly. Yeah, yeah I saw good. that. I saw that. But I did notice that AJ, a couple of times, when they when they did manage to tie up, he would do, use that tactic where he would put a hand on the ground. Yeah, because he didn't and want – because what no, he didn't want was – because, you know, Ruiz is a counterpuncher. So what he didn't want is for Ruiz to be able to punch it in the break. Right. So as soon as the referee break it, Ruiz is going to – bam, bam. He's going to get a couple in there. He did not mm-hmm. want that to happen. Exactly. He was so scared. He did scared not of his... want that. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. What I was trying to explain to someone on Twitter is like, dude, you keep talking about he can fight like this against Wilder. Wilder has a longer no. reach. Wilder's right. an inch taller than him. Yes. And, 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 and he might be even faster than Ruiz is. He's faster. Yeah. yeah. Right. He may very well be faster than Ruiz. I, I just think and that's scary. And he's not, and he's not timid because for some reason, no, no, I don't no, no, know no. why. Because I think Ruiz was so, I don't know why, but. I feel like, this. This is my theory on what what was happening with Ruiz, right? Because I think he was thinking like a Mexican. This might sound racist, but I think, right? Like, I think he's thinking like a Mexican. He's like, look, 
you know, if I got done like he got done, I'm not just going to want to play patty cake and stay on the side. I'm going to want to show people, you know. That well, that's, yeah, that's what they call Mexican style. Just come forward. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, yeah. Flat I'm, foot, come forward. You know, Marquez, all of those dudes. That's Mexican style. Yeah, you yeah. Because, because if you think about what he did today, right, because he didn't need to just survive and win and hang on. He needed yeah. to try to regain some of that old aura that he had. Even I think it was an unearned aura, but it was – a lot of it was based on his muscles. A lot of it was based on yep. his like mm-hmm. like media package. But he yeah. had this kind of aura, you know, like yeah. And that aura goes a long way. Like like Mike Tyson when he had an unbeatable aura, oh, the yeah. aura can do like half the work for you. Absolutely. And, yeah. And I think what Ruiz and his camp are thinking is, there's no way this guy is going to ju- is going to just you know. He's not. Gonna, he's be, he's not really gonna just jab and move. Jab yeah, and he's move. Not, he's jab not and move. Is he really? That's what they were thinking. At some point, and, and yeah. then when he does that, boom, you got him. But then, exactly. But then it turned out like, wait, this motherfucker is really just gonna, <laughs> gonna scramble you know, and hold on for dear life. Yeah. One, one really of the things that it. Ruiz could have did, if I was Ruiz, this is what I would have did. If he wanted to box like that, I would have stepped the fuck away from him. Mm-hmm. I would have stepped away from him, made the referee step in and say, "Y'all got to do something." I would have stepped mm-hmm. away from him, and if well, that meant, if that meant it would have led to a draw, who cares? Well, the Ruiz is the champ as well, so you got to yeah, come absolutely. forward. Absolutely. Yeah, but he, he fought like the contender because I think in yep. his mind he knew that there's no way he's going to win a decision. No, so he wasn't. I think he <laughs> felt like I think he felt like okay, I gotta I gotta fight like I'm the underdog in this fight. Over there, he was and, not winning no yeah. decision. He had exactly. no plan B. It looks like he didn't even train no. for a plan B. So when yeah, he said to indicate that he said yeah, that. he said if, he if did he, not have a good training camp. If you look in yeah. the twelfth round, this is how I knew. Uh, he had no plan B. They only trained for one thing. Was he started saying near the end of the twelfth round? He started yelling at uh, Joshua. Yeah. I think you guys said he turned it off. He started yelling at him like, yeah. like, like, come here and fight. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Fifteen no. seconds left to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, come, yeah. On. come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and, 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 and you know what? Honestly, if he did that earlier, he might have shamed him into yeah. doing it. But yeah. like, what's the point of doing it now? What's the point of doing it now with 10 yeah. seconds yeah, left man. in the 12th round? You know what? Yeah. Okay, he said, come it, in. <laughs> he said it in the press conference. He didn't train right. His training was trash. He wasn't in shape. You know, it wasn't one of those where he put weight on and turned it into muscle. He didn't do that. He just didn't train. Even his trainer I said, do you, it, it, I don't know. How do you do that? I like, don't know. How, how do know. you come into, you're the heavyweight champion of the world. You got two man. belts. How do you come into the biggest fight of your life out of shape and with a bad training camp? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand I don't get it. that. And, and maybe it speaks to into what I from what I understand. He he had one loss previous, right? He only had yeah, one. Yeah, he only lost one. Yeah. So he's obviously used to coming in in in, in decent shape after having a Absolutely. good camp. Is this his first time coming in at the, with this much stake? Like I don't I don't get. That. I don't want. I think this, I this, this is definitely the first time yeah. he's had this much at stake. I mean, he when he lost to Joseph Parker, it was for a belt, but this is for three of them. Like like I don't want to psychoanalyze him, but just in general, like I can't say this is what he's doing, but in general, like they got this thing called, uh, and we've talked about it in the Sharks before, like self handicapping, and like yeah. self handicapping mm-hmm. is like yo. Um, leaving yourself an out. Yeah, you're leaving yourself an out. So it's like you show up to the test and you're like, yep. oh, shit, I partied all night last night. You know, uh, mm-hmm. hope I don't fuck up this test. And then what happens is if you fuck up the test, then you get to say, oh, well, you know, I did party all night. But then if you win the test, then you could be like, uh, yo. I skated. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, I didn't even try and I won. Can you imagine yep. if I tried? You know, so you get like mm-hmm. that out. 
either way, but sooner or later in life, you hit a point where you're going to have to try. Like, that's not going to... Um, You're not going to be able to, and that's the thing, because if that would have happened for him tonight and he would have beat Anthony Joshua by being by half ass training, mm-hmm. when he did lose, it'd be that much worse. Yeah. It, he, he, he would step into De- with Deontay Wilder and, yep, and, and, and keep doing it. Keep, oh my God. Because a lot of people, they get afraid, afraid to try and do everything and still fail because it's like they, the mind tells them if I do every single thing and I still fail, then I really wasn't meant to be here, you know? But if yeah. I always leave something in the tank, I can always tell myself. Mm-hmm. And it's the first thing he fucking said. He said, like, I didn't even... Tr-. Like, he was ready to say it. It's yeah. like, like, he wasn't even embarrassed by it. It was... Mm-hmm. The yeah, trainer yeah, kind of looked like he was just going along with, with what he was saying. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He, maybe he, he wasn't expecting... Thing. Maybe too much happened too soon, and it scared him, like, you know? But that, that, but that, that can't fear. be, because yeah. this is his 32nd pro fight. Mm. Like he's he he hasn't been rushed. As a matter of fact, he used to be on top rank, and they dropped him. Yeah, and, so, and he, so he, maybe he there is hundred amateurs. Going on. He had over hundred amateurs. He was, he's been yeah. trying to get in the pros for a while. So maybe there is an issue with him in terms of uh, camps and things like that. Maybe he is a partier and a guy that doesn't train that. I hard. think I think so. I know he used to be a, uh, one of the main sparring partners for Holyfield when Holyfield was at the end of his career. And I saw an interview with Evander. Well, I think he was on Joe Rogan. And he was saying, like, no, this dude can fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But but a camp fighter and a professional fighter are two different things. Two different There's a lot things. of dudes. Yeah. Um, what's the one brother's name? He used to drop Tyson in sparring. Um, not Tony Tubbs. There's another guy. I can't remember his name, but he was notorious for hurting people in sparring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But but, he but in a put pro it together fight, in the ring. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Could've I feel like it's a battle rapper versus a rapper who can actually make albums. Like you know, exactly. some, some mm, people are nasty, nasty battle rappers. Like you know, like you have a cannabis, and then yeah. you try to listen to an album of cannabis, and it's like, holy shit, kill me. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, a technician. That's, that's it. He's yeah, not, exactly. He can't do anything else. There's, yeah. there's dude. We call them. I call them gatekeepers. These are these dudes that'll you know, um, they give you good work in camp. You know what I'm saying? And you know, they'll fight. They'll get some pro fights. Nobody, maybe people know they're not going to win, but they're going to give you some good work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, you really look at it. I hate to say it like this, but Andy Ruiz really was a cherry pick. He was. Mm. He was. I, I'm going to say I'm going to say this. This is my problem with the fight. Why I'm so angry about it. Besides the fact that I lost money, you know, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's just money. If if I lost money because Ruiz did his game, but Anthony Joshua just stepped up that yeah. much better, I would have been like, you know what? I was just fucking wrong. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah. Anthony Joshua, to me, was just as much of the imposter that I kind of thought he was. Yeah. And it was just fucking Ruiz just doing nothing, no prep work or anything. You know, like, it was just ugly on both sides. It was ugly on both sides. Ugly on Joshua's side and ugly on... You know what it looked Ruiz's like? It looked side. like a video if you um, if you were trying to show a kid how to box and you had videos that were uh, of different techniques. So this video is just for jabbing. That's what it looked like because that's all Anthony Joshua did. He and worked the hell like, out of that jab, he, right? He, all night long. He, and it was he, almost he, like... Yeah, yeah. He was like jabbing a punching bag. Really? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but but, but the way the way he was jabbing though, he looked, looked almost a little bit desperate to me. Like, like he just wanted so much to create. Have you seen the cartoon when the guy is as tall and he's fighting like a midget and he's holding his head and the midget yeah. just swinging? Mm-hmm. The yeah, way yeah, yeah, he was yeah, jabbing yeah. uh looked at times 
the way we keep his hand out, it almost looked at times like he was just holding, uh, trying to hold yeah, his hand. Yeah, I did notice right. that a couple yep. times. Yep. I did notice that. Yeah, you're yep. absolutely That's right. That's exactly what it looked like. Yep. <laughs> but, okay, so I, let's 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 look at it like ahead. this. Oh, go ahead, Ken, before I go into something. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I was going to rant for a second. Go ahead. Okay, cool. So let's let's do this. What what good did you see out of Joshua in terms of uh, just based on the skills that he displayed in the ring tonight? Because we kind of picked footwork. Yeah, footwork. I'll say this too. He was um, disciplined. Like he, yeah. stuck, yes. I, I mean, stuck to the game plan. Yeah, I mean, some people might call it cowardice, but it is still discipline. Like 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 to mm -hmm. me, that's a valid strategy. What he did, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. I think he needed to regain some aura. So you know, I think he should have thought beyond this fight, you know, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because he wasn't just fighting to win this fight. He had to kind of regain some reputation because yeah. these other guys are looking at him like a plate now. He's a like plate. He's food. Like, yeah. He's food. He's, he's food for these dudes now. Like, mm -hmm. they already thought he was food before. Uh, Fury, all these people were always calling out his deficiencies. They were calling him Instagram model. They were calling yeah. him a bodybuilder. He's a fraud. And now he really looks like food to them, you know? Like, mm -hmm. so, you know... I think it's very valid strategy for um, one fight, but I think he needed to like do a little better. But it's a lot of pressure. It's easy to say here, you know. That well, he had a lot to lose. I mean, if he if yeah. he won, if he yeah. lost, his career was a it was a wrap. He was gonna be a domestic UK gate, gatekeeper. That's all he was gonna be. Yep. It was gonna be to the point yep. to where he would be a guy that you can get some good work from because his psyche is not as strong as a guy like Wilder or no. Fury. His no. psyche is not like theirs. He's, he's kind of fragile when it comes yeah. to if he loses because he's got a whole country that really believes he's the next Muhammad Ali. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He knows better than that. But th the whole country believes that. But his footwork was impeccable tonight, his footwork. The way he popped that jab and, and he was mixing the jab with a nice right hand. You know what I'm saying? And that's Ruiz, his, that's that's his thing. Yeah, that's yeah. his thing. And and yeah. Ruiz wouldn't do anything about it. And Ruiz is a counterpuncher. Let yeah. me ask you. Let me ask you this: How much props does he deserve for the discipline? If the discipline is because he's scared, that's what I'm wondering. Like, like uh, <sighs> that's a good question. You, you, you know At saying? the because end of the day, because, because for some people, the discipline is because they're e they're eager to get in there. So for them to be disciplined, it's more impressive because because you know. Because um, I think that was uh, Ortiz's problem. Like, you know, Ortiz was like, he thought he was um, getting some work in and he got a little sloppy. Like, he wanted to get in, you know, yeah. but mm -hmm. yeah, I don't. You mean Ruiz? Sorry, not um You said Ortiz. I think, a different fight. I think of a different fight. Oh, okay. The, no, no, I'm thinking no. of when. Um, oh, when Wilder Ortiz, fought Ortiz? When Ortiz fought. Uh, Wilder the first time. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. When Ortiz yeah, okay. fought Wilder the first time, uh, he was sticking to his program, and then yeah. because it seemed like he was winning on points, he got a little comfortable. Instead he of sticking did. to his yeah, plan, he, he was yeah. like, you know, fuck, maybe I can just close this. And because he's not a, because he's like a brave guy and a, a little confident guy, you know, um, he kind of went for it. So the second time, I think him being disciplined, even though he lost, even though he lost, Ortiz stayed disciplined. But yeah. I think it's more impressive for him to be disciplined because because he, he knows it's in him to want to you know try to get in there and mix it up. But mm -hmm. I felt like even though Joshua was disciplined, I'm not sure how much of it is. It's it's kind of like it's it's easy to stay out of a fight if you're scared your ass is gonna get kicked. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, it's yeah yeah. I don't you know, know what? It, it, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Mario. 
I was gonna say I don't know. Uh, it could be because I see we talked about that when we were when we were tweeting each other through the when we were you know t- chatting throughout the fight. Um, I said, man, he seems like he's kind of. I don't think he's scared of Ortiz as much as he's scared to lose like that again. Yeah, and yeah. so that at times that could make you overly cautious and overly. It was it was uh, one of those fights it, where if I have to jab like this and still lose, that's fine. Yeah, but I'm not getting yeah. knocked out. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like if you if you ever got into it with a bully and a bully kicked your ass mm-hmm. and then you get the rematch, you'll do whatever you got to do to make sure you just don't get your ass whooped. Luckily, you won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Luckily, I, I, the bully didn't understand the game plan and just mm-hmm. started doing dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? He, he was fighting more to not lose than he was fighting to win. Was, yeah. was my, I, think, I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it. I think he, he did enough to where... In his head, he's like, okay, I'm, I got to do X, Y, Z to get ahead. Then I can think like what T is saying. That Then right. I can do enough to not lose. And, but, and I will say this. He did look uh, more comfortable and braver near the end when he had that nice lead. And he saw how unprepared Ruiz was. Like, mm-hmm. like, like I got to credit for this observation. This was Mario's. But he kept talking about how Ruiz wasn't cutting off the ring. He wasn't cutting yeah, right. distance. He wasn't yeah. doing anything. He was just plodding and stalking, plodding and stalking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he doesn't and have and gifts yeah. to really do. It, it, like, thank you. Thank yeah. you. He doesn't have the gifts. So I posted that video. I know me and Mario was talking about it when Mike Tyson fought Bruce Eldon. And I, I actually tweeted it. And I was saying, I'm not by any means saying that Andy Ruiz is Mike Tyson. <laughs> but this is the same thing that dudes used to do to Mike Tyson because he was such an inside guy. He wanted to get inside. They want to pop that jab and keep him off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Buster Douglas did it. You know what I'm saying? The difference is that Mike Tyson knows you got to eat some of those to yeah, get yep. inside. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. You got to eat them. And then when you get inside, either go to the body or you got to work your combinations. You got to do something, especially for a guy like Andrew Ruiz, who they say is six. I think they said he was six two. That motherfucker five mm-hmm. eleven. He 5'11 yeah, with a 5'11 uh, arm length. <laughs> His arms. Yeah. He has no long arms at all. His, he oh, might yeah, be the only no. person that has a shorter arm span than he actually had, than, than his actual, actual height. You know what I'm saying? Like, Definitely. most he's, people have an he, arm span in anti- proportion to their height. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. Probably he, he's the anti Michael Phelps. You know how Michael Phelps just say, like, his oh, body man, proportions yeah. are very weird that his arm Designed span for is swimming, like, almost. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, extra long because uh i think an arm span is supposed to be eight heads mm-hmm. and it, it, right. his is like something like 10 like, like, like there's something with his that is just freaky and, mm-hmm. and it looks like uh ruiz is like six six or five uh head head yeah. arm span something right is weird. <laughs> it's crazy but I'll, I'll say this um back to joshua he took some of those same shots that he took in that first fight he and did. he took them like a champ this time. He did. He did. Um, he did. I will say that he took some of those same blows to the to the um to the knockout spot in the back of the ear that he took in that first fight mm-hmm. and he didn't get dropped with those. That mm-hmm. actually surprised. I think that was a testament right. to him being in good shape in this in this. He must have did some great neck work. Yeah. You know, he got his bo- I th- his trunk looked like a boxer's trunk for the first time. He was doing a lot of network cause, network because they showed all those media uh-huh. workouts where he had that okay. strap on his head and he was lifting. Uh, he, does, he, did a, he did the network, but he doesn't have head movement, and that's the mm-hmm. difference. No. And he's got to work on that head movement because he's if he's going to step up and fight a Wilder or a Fury without head movement, he's going to sleep. 
Yeah, he he's, he's going to sleep. Yeah, he's not going to be able to out jab those out length no. those guys. He has no physical advantages over no. those guys. He's not I think faster. It's all that I think it's all that bodybuilding. Even though he's not that big mm-hmm. now. Well, but I mean, I, a lot of it is a lot of it is going to be genetics. I mean, when you look at when you look at the way he moves, he's just real stiff and robotic. You know what I mean? But, but it, a lot of that comes from bodybuilding. Bodybuilding takes away a lot stiff, of mobility. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's, not, it's not functional strength shit. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like I think yeah. they, that's where they kind of shaved, took a lot of weight off of him, you know, to yeah. make him more functional and stuff. But he doesn't really because have being, those being stiff like that. And that's why people would kept calling him Frank Bruno Jr. Because Frank Bruno had the same problem. Same thing, Frank yeah. Bruno looked like a Greek god. Yeah, but get in the ring with Mike like he Tyson. Was he carved like, out of marble. Yeah, yeah, but he get in there with Tyson and all these different dudes, and it, he looked like I mean, he got to squirt some oil in his hinges to get him to move. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up Tin Man, like you know the Tin Man. man huh? I, I don't know why that made me laugh so much. Because <laughs> you're picturing it visually, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 I'm not just picturing it like like it's not even like a new WD-40 type bottle. I'm thinking of that old old school oil can thing. With yeah, the, yeah. Oh squeeze. yeah. The one that you squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta squeeze that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Then you gotta wipe it in the hinges. You know what I'm saying? With your right. hand. You know. But right. you know, you look at you know Frank Bruno. They have the same type of uh, body style. Not only that, and I'm looking at Frank Bruno's record right now. Frank Bruno only fought in America one, two, three. Well, we'll say we'll say in his elite pro years, one, two times, and he got knocked out in both of them. Damn. And uh, he lost in Great Britain at Wembley Stadium to Tim Witherspoon, but Mike Tyson knocked him out twice. You know, the thing about it is, is like, and this is what the UK fans don't understand is that. You can't just stay in the UK and fight forever. You got to come to the United States. That's where the money is. But they come over here and they just freeze up. Like Anthony Joshua in the the first fight, they said he had a panic attack and and all this other stuff. Yeah, Joey Dueco knocked him out in sparring and his dad gets into the ring cussing out his promoter and flipping out and all this he stuff. And it's like, but, but that's what I said, but that, 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 that baby yeah. thing, man, he's like, he's this baby in, there, in every direction. You, you, know, yeah. you, know, you know, I think the problem with this fight was, right. He needed to show people that that first fight was a fluke. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and the, it was a win that to me confirmed that the first fight wasn't a fluke. You know, he wasn't behaving like the first fight was a, was, was a I slightly disagree. I slightly okay. disagree with that. I yeah. think the first fight was a fluke in the sense that he didn't come out as the, be- the, the best AJ that he could possibly be. Yeah. I think he himself went into that fight um, like, okay, I cherry-picked this opponent. I got this. He's a little fat Mexican dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get yeah. this easy money, and then I'm going to go. He didn't expect to go in there and get his get the fight that he had like that. Mm-hmm. And he tried yeah. to slug it out with the guy and got tossed up because he didn't he fight. He up. fought a fight that wasn't his, his style. style of fight. Yeah. Once you become accustomed to that and you see, okay, this is what that guy did. So let me step my game up and then come back ready to deal with what that guy brings to the table. Then you saw a different fight. So in that sense, I, I think it was kind of flukish because I think if they fight a hundred times, like how they fought tonight, it, he'll win a hundred of the hundred times. I don't want to see them fight again. But, but, but wanna, if they fought a hundred times like that but when first I say, fight. Yeah. The part but, that I'm saying, but the part that I'm saying that I think he needed to show was a fluke was that he couldn't out exchange the guy because if he can't out exchange yes, him, yes. he can't out exchange yeah. 
Um, no. Fury, he can't out exchange Definitely no. Wilder. Fury. And, oh, and forget man, about yeah. them. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he can get past Ortiz, honestly. No, 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 no. He's not going to beat Luis Ortiz. Get, no. I mean, I think people need to stop uh, talking about Fury and Wilder all the time. Start thinking about the lower people might even take him out before he even gets Luis there. Luis Ortiz is probably the mm. best very pure technical. boxer. He's very technical in the heavyweight division. He's Cuban, yes. Southpaw. He, another guy. He's got about four hundred amateur fights. You know Ridiculous. what I'm saying? He's the guy. He's a counterpuncher. He can defend. Everything, look. He's a complete toolbox. Oh, absolutely. He's a, he's a fucking Swiss Army knife. The thing is that, and he was actually Anthony Joshua's mandatory back in 2016, I think. And what happened was he pissed dirty for PEDs, but it was a, he has high blood pressure. So it was a high blood pressure diuretic or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, what, they, <laughs> what Matchroom did was, first of all, they signed him so they didn't have to fight him. When he became the mandatory, they said, hey, um, take some step-aside money so we can fight Vladimir Klitschko. So he did. Mm-hmm. Anthony Joshua beats Vladimir Klitschko. Then he's like, hey, what about me? He has high blood pressure. So they got him in for the high blood pressure medicine, suspended him for a year. So that got Anthony Joshua away from him. That got him away yeah. from him. And yeah. then what, this is what the fans did, all the UK fans. Oh, Wilder should fight him. No. So Wilder did fight him. He knocked mm-hmm. him out. Knocked him out cold. Then he became old. Oh, he's old. Mm-hmm. He's old. You know, the second time, then they fought again because they said that in the first fight against Wilder in Brooklyn at the Barclays, they said uh, there was a point, I think it was in the eighth round, where Wilder was, he was giving Wilder some work. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, in, in New York, the, um, the boxing commission in New York don't play around when it comes to concussions and all that shit. So mm-hmm. they stopped the fight and checked Wilder's eyes and make sure he was all right. So the fans mm-hmm. said, oh, he got extra time against, Ort- against Ortiz. Okay. So they fought again recently, what, about three weeks ago, and uh, Wilder knocked him out again. So what happens is, is that, you know, these fighters like a Luis Ortiz, they get put in the gatekeeper mode because they can never get a championship fight. Tyson Fury's not going to fight Luis Ortiz. They're never but fighting see, that dude. Why, though? Man, I, I hate that. Too much man. of a risk and no reward. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's the one thing I hate about boxing, man. That's the one thing MMA has over boxing. Is yep. You it's have to fight. fight. You yeah, gotta fight. make you fight, fight the champion. Yeah, you, you, there Look. ain't none ducking, ain't none of that cherry picking. Yeah. You gotta fight the best fight. Everybody knew. Everybody knows that Luis Ortiz, first of all, it ain't just Luis Ortiz, it's a lot of the Cuban fighters because they have so many damn amateur fights. Mm-hmm. And, and the Cuban school. And they start really young. Oh, yeah. The Cuban school, yeah. like him and Guillermo Rigondeaux and uh, Rancis Bartholomew and all these different dudes, man. These dudes can fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Erislandi Laura. He beat Canelo, but of course, they ain't going to give it to him. But these dudes can fight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's too much of a risk for because, and this was part of my rant, the heavyweight division is garbage. Let's just keep it real. The heavyweight division yeah. is garbage. So when people start talking about, oh, this guy was ranked here, when th- it doesn't matter because there's only five good heavyweights. Yeah. But Luis Ortiz is one of those ones that everybody stays away from except Wilder. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking boogeyman. You made me think of something that I had been tripping on. Um, is it just me or does it seem like fighters in boxing are fighting a lot more often now than they used to back in the day? Mm, right? Back in the depends. day, it seemed like you'd see one Tyson fight a year or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. One big fight a year. I think now, what's happening is we're getting more title fights. From different okay, weight classes, we're getting more frequent title fights. Mm, okay. Because remember, they, remember yeah. back in the day, they used to be all on one pay per view card. Right. Whereas now they all have their own pay per views. 
they do all have their own pay-per-views. Yeah. But it just seems like these guys are defending their titles more often now than I remember ever in the past, man. Like no, how many they, times is how many I, times has Wilder fought in 2019? I was thinking the same thing about, about how how close the the Wilder Fury thing. No, he fought three times. Was, three times. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing about how how close the Wilder Fury thing is. Isn't that like in February? Yeah, it's February. And yeah. Wilder just fought three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing <laughs> earlier about that. About wow, this one's kind of weird. Like yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and and not against like a scrub. Like he's going against like you know another major. Absolutely. Yeah. Guy. But he's not going to get any credit. I mean, you know, the, and this is another part of my rant. I, I talked about this um, last uh, night before last when me and uh, Boxiana uh, recorded. The black American fighter is not going to get no respect. Mm. I don't give a damn who it is. It could be any. Look, Canelo Alvarez is jumping from weight class to weight class, fighting the weakest links in all these different weight classes just so he can say multiple division champion. You right. know what I'm saying? Um when guys like Shane Mosley, Floyd Mayweather, and those guys were doing that, all they're running from people. They're ducking oh, and all this other kind of stuff. Deontay Wilder's not going to get any respect. It doesn't matter. When you look at what Deontay Wilder did to Luis Ortiz, if you can't see that he got better, you just stupid and don't know shit about boxing. You know what I'm saying? He's another he guy that didn't start fighting until he, he was like 2021. 20, People think he doesn't think. Like, people make fun of his interviews and all types of stuff. Just Like, people are so eager to, like, project dumbness into him yeah because he's from alabama yep you know what i'm saying what they're doing right now is if you look at the 160 pound division you got the charlo twins you got danny jacobs all these guys are in the 160 pound division canelo was the the belt holder in that division he drops the belt and then he goes off into some other division and what what you hear a lot of these fans saying is oh they should fight each other that's that black murderer's row shit you know what i'm saying so instead of giving these dudes like luis ortiz instead of giving these guys their shot they want them to beat each other up and let the Mexican or the white dude with the belt just run off into the sunset with the belt. And what you hear these fans saying, oh, well, well, what's he done to deserve a fight? But then he'll go fight a bum. Well, what the fuck did the bum deserve to fight? What did he do to deserve the fight? Uh, man, look at this link I just sent you guys. Uh, you, you know, one thing I think that uh, really hurt um, Joshua too today as far as he didn't just kind of fuck up his image for the future, but... I think he confirmed to a lot of people about his past. Like, I think now it's hard to not look at his past and see ducking. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like yeah. now it looks undeniable. He had a bunch of excuses for it. You ever see an interview where he's like, you know, oh, I'm the guy who, uh, you know, uh, what, what, what was he saying? Like, like, they had to give me the money. I'm the... Well, he, said he told Deontay Wilder, because he was doing an interview, and he said, give me $50 million, I'll, I'll sign tomorrow. Yeah. So, so Deontay Wilder went to Al Heyman, who we all know Al Heyman is a straight up boss. Yeah. And got the 50 million. And then he says, oh, I won't sell my soul for 50 million and my belts aren't for sale. And and that's when I knew he was a prospect with belts. Yeah. But 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 first he said, like, you know, oh, I, uh, you have to come to me. I'm the draw. So, yeah. You know, yeah. He wanted, it, well, he was he what he did was he started complaining about uh, UK fighters always having to come to the United States. So he was basically talking about why should we always have to go over there and all this kind of stuff. And what he, he, it was a duck, a total duck move. And the fans, of course, because they're riding with him, they don't understand a pay-per-view in the UK is only $24. Wembley Stadium seats a hundred and however many thousand people, but the tickets are cheap as fuck. So they're thinking that, hey, come over here because this is where the money is. No, dude, the money is in Vegas. That's where the money is. Yeah. And always has been. The money has always been in the United States. 
So it's, it's strategic ducking. That's what it's, it, and then it's financial ducking. So Deontay Wilder says, okay, I'll come over to the UK because they wanted him to fight some other bum, Dillian White. He said, okay, I'll fight Dillian White if you put Anthony Joshua in the contract. They said no. They said, we'll give you $15 million. It's your highest payday. He said, okay, fine. As soon as he wanted to go over there, then they chose to fight some other guy. Like, it's been strategic ducking for, like, the last three years. You know what and, I mean? And, 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 and Dillian another one of those arrogant U.K. boxers. Yeah, wasn't he's he a just, bum. He's nobody. Yeah. Wasn't he just trash-talking somebody American? The yeah, other, well, he was always talking about Deontay Wilder. He fought tonight. He fought on the undercard. The undercard. He looked like he was garbage. Undercard. Yeah. He was on the undercard. He looked like straight garbage. And he just got popped for PEDs. <laughs> and he had the, the audacity to trash-talk uh, Deontay Wilder. Fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. Uh, did, did you guys see that link that I just I just sent? Yeah, I'm I'm reading over it a little bit now. Like, it's just one of those things that you know the the strategic ducking is. Um, and and I say that to say this, and a lot of people don't like when I say this, but um, Anthony Joshua was never supposed belts. to fight Tyson Fury or Deion. he was never supposed to fight those guys. He was supposed to have the belts, and he strategically got him, and then he was supposed to just fight you know this mandatory and this guy and that guy. And then right off into the sunset and let the fans argue about why he didn't fight Deontay Wilder and why he didn't fight Fury. And he would hang on to that one win against Klitschko. Yep. And that would have submitted his legacy. That was the plan. And, and people don't realize that Klitschko win. Like, first off, like, like Klitschko's 41, but that's not, He's you know, it, it, yeah, that, that's not enough to use an excuse. But Klitschko, for some reason, I'm not sure why, he didn't press uh, no. the advantage he had. That's something different that Ruiz did. Uh, when Ruiz had him uh, knocked down, he went and just went in like that killer instinct to finish him. Uh, yeah. Like, that win against Klitschko, like, there was a time Klitschko, like, got him down and could have, like, finished him off, and he he did he didn't. I don't know why. I don't know if that's just not his style or what. He's a, but, well, he's an old man, and Klitschko's career is overrated. His, his, his career is overrated. I mean, you know, Klitschko got knocked out by Corey Sanders and Lamont Brewster and all these. He's overrated. I mean, he had a good 10-year run, but he never fought Lennox Lewis. His brother did. Yeah, he I got forgot the heavyweight Lewis. division went through this period of time where you had oh. just a revolving door of champions. Remember that? A revolving <laughs> door of Russians. <laughs> a yeah. bunch of Russians and yeah, yeah. fat dudes. I, I, I remember you need like a, like a diagram to find out who, who was lineal. Who was like, the like, champion, like, oh, yeah. my God. That was crazy. Somebody would win a title. No, in devastating fashion, and then lose it uh -uh. in devastating fashion. <laughs> Man, can like you can hell. you remember any time between two thousand? I think Lennox Lewis retired in 20, 2006. Can you remember any heavyweight championship fight? Either you ordered or seen a lot of promo for after from two thousand six to about two years ago. Have you heard about any heavyweight fights? Nah, nah. Klitschko got division a little bit of when they were running. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. And, it's the, and the whole lineal thing is, you know, uh, they call Tyson Fury the lineal champion and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And it's a long story, but he, he's, not, he's not the lineal champion, but they did it based on because he fought for the ring belt when he fought yeah. Vladimir Klitschko and won the ring belt. But the ring belt doesn't establish lineal. The last lineal champion was Lennox Lewis. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was the last undisputed, last lineal champion. But the way that they do it in boxing is they pick and choose mm -hmm. how they're gonna how they're gonna divide this. What they what they were waiting for is one, no black heavyweights that were worth anything. They were waiting for that, and they were waiting mm -hmm. for Floyd Mayweather to retire. Mm. And they it's strategic. They do not want another black boxer to be the face of boxing. Black they American not, boxer. Oh, yeah, definitely black, not black American. Yeah. 
They'll deal with the British. They'll deal with the British one, like Joshua. Absolutely, because they can be controlled. Yeah. And also, they have a certain amount of polish to them that they like. You know what I mean? Like, he's a good boy. Exactly. He's a good boy. (laughs) You know, I hate to say it like that. Good boy. I mean, I mean, I mean, he went to boarding school. Not saying that that automatically rules you out, but I mean, he's the kind of person where if he didn't go to boxing, he could have ended up, you know, being a lawyer or something. Could you could you imagine if Adrian Broner was undefeated with belts right now? They lose their damn mind. <laughs> what, 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 yeah. what happened to Broner? Was, was it because he moved out of a weight class? Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, moved, stayed, he, he, stayed he his, never got better. If he stayed in his weight class, because his neck is ridiculous. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That dude could take a cannonball. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he got a big ass neck. Yeah, when, he, when he's in his in his proper weight class, uh, no one in that weight class is gonna fuck with his neck. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah when he was at 140 pounds, he was unstoppable. He moved up. Um, actually, he was at 135 pounds. He was unstoppable. He moved up to 140. He started having problems. He just never, he didn't take it serious. He just wasn't dedicated. Yeah. He was yeah. too busy Mine. trying to be a celebrity. Yeah. And now he's, he's got Ron demons now. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's got yes. That brother, he's just can't get out of his own way, man. It's, it's really He can't sad get out of his own way, you yeah. know. So what they're, what they're going to do now is, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys knew Terrence Crawford. He's over at ESPN, top mm-hmm. rank. And, um, Tyson Fury is not even from the United States, but they're promoting Tyson Fury better than they're fo- for, uh, uh, promoting Terrence Crawford. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, how is that? How does that work? Is it maybe because the heavyweight division is kind of popping again with these three guys at the top of it or whatever? You think maybe that's? I mean, what it, it could. Is, it, that could be part of it. But Terrence Crawford is a is a fucking dog. Yeah. You know, you got Terrence Crawford at welterweight. You got Errol Spence at welterweight. Sean Porter. Yeah. The welterweight division is the best division in boxing. But you know how it is, man. The heavyweight is always going to get. If it's popping, the heavyweight's always going to get the love for whatever we, you know. I think yeah. part of it is that. But another part of it is if they promote Terrence Crawford as the best welterweight and try to get him the best fights, here we go with these niggers at the top of boxing again. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? You yeah. know what? Yeah, Terrence Crawford, you are a great boxer, but Tyson Fury, you know, Tyson Fury's over in WWE, body slamming people. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not even <laughs> boxing right now. In his last fight, he fought against some bum and got his eye busted open real bad. Damn. So, yeah, he got fucked up real bad. So, and they're worried that when he fights Wilder in February, that cut's going to open back up. Mm-hmm. So, it's one of those things where it's like, do y'all, is this, is... <laughs> I do not like the idea of giving Wilder two cracks at the same nut, man. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't like, that either. like that either. Idea, man. He he's gonna bust his head open like a cantaloupe. But you know, think of it like this, though. I mean, think about this, though. I just like, realized what, what you meant. You mean like like you don't want Wilder to get the chance to punch somebody too soon after you yeah. punch him last? Yeah, I, I can yeah, I can see it because yeah, that that picture of him in that stretcher that that you tweeted earlier. <laughs> Oh, Kenny tweeted the picture of uh, Fury getting uh, knocked down by Wilder in the face. Like, he puts his face on people after he knocks him down. That Even in boxing, you know, I have not seen that often. Like, mm. where people don't even know, like, who they are, where they are. <laughs> That's serious. Kid had one, uh, one sequence on his Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> where they played it in slow motion when he knocked oh, out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! His, his knockouts in slow motion are just unbelievable. That's some. Man. I think that was a Dominic Brazil fight. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. You know, it's funny because there was a dude on Twitter talking about how uh, it was a clip in the fight of Wilder had against Arthur Spilka. And uh, he, I think he slipped and fell down or something. He's like, oh, this guy's going to be Joshua. And he posted the little, little gif of yeah. Wilder falling. And I went and found the end of the fight. Arthur Spilka got put on a stretcher. Jeez. Like, literally put on a stretcher. They, even Wilder said after the fight, he thought he died. Dude, that's how he knocks people out, though. When he, yeah. when he knocks people out, you think they're dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> did you see? You saw the knockout in that card that happened before the, the main yes. event tonight, right? Yeah, oh my All God. of Wilder's knockouts look like that. <laughs> he just, you worry about people, man. He just looks yeah. like he's shooting everybody in the face with a beanbag. Like, it's yeah, just unbelievable. Yeah. It's like someone. It's like someone coming behind you with a metal bat and just smacking you. Because even Mike Tyson wasn't knocking people no. out like that. He would no. knock people out, but they would kind of like stumble around and and you know. But it was an accumulation and, and, of punches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he he would do like a lightning quick combo. Like right. Wilder just really needs just one good shot with his right. Yeah. One shot. He... Like when you talk about one punch knockout power, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen. I'm trying to think, man. Like. His his opponents are not stumbling around like okay, let me no. try to get up and then they fall up. No, ain't none of that. No. <laughs> They're done. No. They, they no. are done. There's no combos. <laughs> There's nothing. When no. he hit when he hit Luis Ortiz a couple weeks ago, he hit him right on the forehead. Ortiz fell in on himself. And you ain't supposed like to be a, able to knock nobody out hitting them in their damn forehead. Like, that's not a knockout spot, that's bro. That's the hardest part. That's, that's the, hardest the hardest part of your damn head. Yeah. Because he, it was like a controlled demolition. He fell in on himself like a building. Yeah. I, that's not supposed to happen. And you got you know, you to remember, Wilder at his heaviest is like 229. Mm-hmm. At his heaviest, he fought, he fought he went Fury into that at 206. Fight at, yeah, he his last fight I think he went in at two thirteen. He he two thirteen. Uh, he's a lean dude. He's a dude. lean dude with vibranium in his right hand. Yo, <laughs> as as somebody who uh, agreed with Ken before this fight that Joshua was just like a prospect in disguise, right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking like even if he wins, let him at least win good enough so that the odds will stay high on him next fight. Because then I'll yeah. bet on that one. And I'm sure he's going to lose that one. But I think now he's so exposed himself that I think the bloom is kind of off the rose. And the way I know it's off the rose is because I just sent you guys an article. And this is the first time I've seen the media. I mean, it's still the American media, so it's not as badly in the tank for him as the British media. This is is written by Kevin Ioli, who is a wilder hater. Yep. Mm. You know what I'm saying? All of it. See, this is the thing. It could be the American media. They hate wilder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they'll 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 prop up Anthony Joshua. They don't give a damn. But 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 even but but look, but even he was that's, that's what I'm saying. Like these wilder haters in America, the, you know, they'll usually try to prop up Anthony Joshua, but even he yeah. was like your Anthony Joshua fails to impress in yeah. lackluster win over an overweight Andy Ruiz Jr. And this yeah. article is like brutal. And this is the first time I've seen it is. uh the American media like the bloom is off the rose. I really want to see if anyone, anyone in the UK. I'm sure the, I'm sure the people on that British podcast, that BBC podcast that I told you, are just going to ejaculate. Oh, There's no way they're going to admit. Like they like, watch the uh, fight with the pants around their ankles. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. I, I really want to listen to uh, what that podcast has to say. But 
Oh, the five live boxing. That, uh, the one that said, like, uh, even his haircut is a sign that he's yeah. channeling 70s champions and stuff. Him not getting a haircut. <laughs> like, but that's neither here nor there. But He didn't but, fight like a 70s champion. That's for damn sure. That ain't the but, same. But, but <laughs> listen, listen, listen to this article. This is, this is the most brutal I've seen from an American, like, Wilder hater say about Joshua. He said, ask yourself a question. Were you all that impressed by Anthony Joshua on Saturday? Depending on the judge, he, he won either... 10 or 11 of the 12 rounds in his heavyweight title bout with Andy Ruiz. Even so, did you look at him and think, man, this guy is the best in the world? He could beat anyone? Did he remind you of Muhammad Ali, of Lennox Lewis? Hell, did he even remind you of the 1992 version of Riddick Bowe? In my view, he did not. But that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not yeah. fair because nobody ever said he was on their level. Oh, but wait, what, what, his Well, they did, but I mean, <laughs> you know. That's no, not no, fair. No, no, nobody normal did, but a no. lot of people in media were going Hyperbo- that far. Hyperbolic media. Yeah, especially the British media. <laughs> they were oh, like, yeah. trying to say that. They I mean, were saying that. They were saying that when he beat Vladimir Klitschko. Oh, he's the next Ali. I couldn't believe it. I yeah. thought I lost my mind. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Joshua was never in danger, not even for a millisecond. He controlled the fight from start to finish with his jab and his legs. He used his reach to stay on the outside and pop a woefully prepared and badly overweight champion in the face over and over. Then he danced away to avoid a fight. This was most decidedly not a fight. This wow. was Joshua using strategy, his own physical gifts, and Ruiz's devastating lack of interest in training against him. Ruiz embarrassed himself by barely training and did not having the energy to force Joshua to stand and fight. The thing that's odd about it, though, Nearly everyone who saw the fight believes Joshua won 10 or 11 of the 12 rounds. And yet, it's hard for anyone who isn't working for Joshua or who Ooh. isn't an avid fan raving about hey. his performance. So I'm like, damn, Ooh. he's straight up saying only his fucking dick writers are Ooh, still. that's cold. That's cold. But you I, know what, though? Yeah. He's right. Yeah, so, I mean. He's right. I think only he only his fans now. are saying that it was a masterpiece and it was Floyd Mayweather-esque and... You know, the thing about Kim it is like saying Mario was saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were saying it was a masterpiece. I don't know. I'll have to watch it master again. Class. I, I'll I'll have have master class. I heard someone say masterclass. A masterclass. You could maybe say that for what it was. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to watch it again. But, but, but see, what it uh, does is, and what it does is, it kind of puts a target on the heavyweight division. If the best, so-called best heavyweight got beat, but I don't give a damn what the reason was, whether he took it lightly, I don't care. If the simple fact that you lost to this guy? Hold on. Listen to this part, man. I'm, I'm, let me skip ahead. And remember, this guy is someone who's like a wilder a hater and one oh, of yeah. who, who was kind of uh, propping this kid up. He said there were times when Joshua seemed like he'd get into a groove where he was dictating action with his boxing. But whenever Ruiz would throw a combination, he looked like a hungry kid who heard his mother calling him for dinner. If he were so- <laughs> He'd get out of there, yeah. If he were Damn. so wary of Ruiz's punching power, what would he do if he were facing WBC champion Deontay Wilder, Yikes. who has rocket launchers attached to the ends of his arms? <laughs> He's straight up actually giving Wilder compliments now. <laughs> the, truth, the truth, you can lock the truth up in the closet, you can put the truth in jail, but the truth will come out. And, so this, whatever, is, and this is, go ahead, go ahead, Mario. Whatever we saw tonight, we saw. It did whatever we saw. It didn't impress us enough to think he could be Wilder, and no. maybe not even Tyson Fury. Like it, it, we were every. I think the one thing that everyone has in common 
is we no one thinks that what we saw tonight was the elite of the of the heavyweight division. No. You and and, and this and this the thing, you lost to this guy, but even when you rematched him, you still had fear. And what I yes. think what people wanted, the people the the the, the um the Joshua fans, the American Joshua fans, because they hate Wilder, but what they wanted was revenge. They didn't want you to just box mm. and box and box and win. They wanted yeah. revenge. They wanted you to knock him out so that they can say, oh, that was a fluke when you, when he beat him. That was because a fluke. Because you lost in spectacular fashion, so you got to yes. win in spectacular exactly. fashion. Yeah. Exactly. But, exactly. But, exactly. I'll, but I'll even say, if he chose to outbox and you know to to, be, to, be, to do the outboxing style and stuff. If he did that, but he looked a competent and b confident, I think they would have settled for that and just exaggerated it. He didn't know? look confident until about the ninth round. Yeah, yeah, when it was wrapped, he started looking yeah. a little confident. You know, but 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 his outboxing wasn't so much good as Ruiz's boxing was just really woefully bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if Ruiz yeah. like yeah. even halfway competently cut the size of the ring or cut the distance or, you know, wasn't flat-footed, even just a little bit, that outboxing wouldn't have... Man, he was uh, so flat-footed, man. It was like butter bean. Yeah, because yeah, uh, he's not really an outboxer. Like, like I think Tyson Fury is uh, kind of overrated and stuff, but I think he's mm-hmm. kind of clumsy a lot. But I will say this about Tyson Fury, honestly. Like, first off, I think Tyson Fury is like, what, 6'9", like right? Yeah, he's 6'9", yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so he can't just... Use He's slick like, for a guy that big. Yeah, he, he could just use like reach on him. But um, yeah. Tyson Fury is a much better outboxer than what uh, what Joshua was doing today. You oh know? yeah, like, Joshua he, was following. You ever watch those? Um, <laughs> you ever watch those videos where they teach you how to dance and they got the feet on the ground? That's how Joshua fights. That's how he fought tonight. They told him, you are not getting inside. I don't give a fuck what you do. You get your black ass on the outside. <laughs> you can just hear pop him that jab his steps and in his head. And his one, yep, two. Yep, he was counting. One, two. One, two. One, two. One, two. <laughs> one, one, one. One. Move to the side. If, if, right. Jab. Cross. Yeah. <laughs> if, he, if, if, if I can get close enough, I might throw a straight right hand, but I'm jabbing all night. That's all they yo, got is that straight right. Yo, bro. remember our yes. episode, like, the metronome, and we were talking about how, like, uh, black people got, like, the metronome and stuff, yep. right? Yeah. I think, I think a lot of black British fighters, they don't have the metronome. That's They're what like, I've been saying. It's in their DNA. It's it's genetics. Yeah, That's yeah. why he's so stiff. I don't think it, it, it mattered if this how many R&B, muscles he had. Yeah, if, this was, if this was R&B, uh, Joshua is Justin Timberlake. You know, yes. you know like, <laughs> he works hard. You know, he can count the steps. You know, we've given him a choreographer, but he's never going to, like, have it he's not, it's not fluid. It's just, yeah, it's some, you know, soul. some people just don't have it. Whatever it is, they just don't have it. He's like somebody Mike who Tyson studies had hard. It. Yeah. yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? There's some dudes like, that like Mario you, said. you could teach them one time, and then they'll do it better than the way you taught it to them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude. Dude. Box is like he's learning how to do the cha-cha for the first time. <laughs> <Yeah. time. laughs> Remember learning how to do the Macarena and shit. Remember that? Remember they used to be like, one, two... Cha cha cha! Absolutely, that's how he. That's how he boxes. Yes, so yes, quick. it's crazy, yes. bro. It's like if you took a basketball player and put him in a gym and taught him how to box, because basketball players can't fight. And you took him, yeah. you taught him how oh, to box man. the standard way of boxing. Standard. You have your feet placed here. Your knees are bent this way. Your head is supposed to be over here. Your lead foot is here. Mm-hmm. Jab, 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 hook, jab, jab, hook. Get out of the way. 
that's how he fights. Yep. Damn. It's it's oh, it's oh, it's oh. like it's like steps. It's like learning steps. It's like you know that's you know you know what was like um, crazy about it to me is like the dude has no soul. Like 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 I hate I hate to keep using music analogies, but the dude has like no soul. Like like he's like the dude. Actually, you guys already said it. I'll, I'll just be repeating what you guys said, so I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. I mean, yeah, I you know. Um, oh, go ahead, Mara. No, no, no. I, I just I don't know what else we could say about it. You know, it was an yeah. unimpressive win. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it was a lackluster performance. I won't say that. Right. I'm not but gonna say no, that. No, no, no. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It Is it a good performance for him? That's for what him, I'm yeah. thinking. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, was it just a yeah. bar none great performance? Was it for him? That was a. Did good, he? Did he? Did he, he make a statement? Like, did he make a statement no. that made you believe that in his next fight, if he had to fight Wilder or if he had to fight Fury, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that motherfucker going to be a problem. No, he lost ground. Mm. I thought mm-hmm. he was coming into this fight. I thought he was going to destroy Ruiz. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm looking. Remember, I tweeted. I, t- I told yeah, yeah, you. I yeah, said, yeah, I think yeah. he's going to destroy this you guy. You said he's going to dominate. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a good fight. but I'm going to tell you right now, Tennessee is known for its barbecue. The mm-hmm. style of sauce it has is it's known for a tomato-based barbecue sauce. I'm telling you, Wilder is right now holding like that sauce in his left hand. That's his sauce, yeah. This dude is food. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's going to put the sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's going to pour some sauce on him and then just eat him up with the right hand. Because that, <laughs> dude, that dude is food. That dude, I mean, that, that dude is a plate right now. He does not like getting, you know, there's uh, boxers out there that hate body punching. They hate being punched in the body. Keith Thurman. Perfect example. He hates being punched in the body. But then there's guys that, and we, we talked about this, the psychology of boxing, that once you've been knocked out, concussed, something changes. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something like changes, and this happened to all of them. But, but, well, but if he but, gets a different one, one trainer. Thing, one thing that we said, right, was uh, we were trying to debate whether he had confidence and he lost the confidence. Like the confidence is the real him. And then losing that made him lose the confidence. Or and this is like my personal theory. I think today was the real him, and the before was a front. Like like mm. like, like my personal thing is that the before was an imposter. So mm. the low confidence, the scared, that was the real him. And he was always that guy, but he puffed himself up with big muscles. He wanted the muscles yeah. to intimidate people. He would do these Instagram like a puffer workouts. fish, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like to me, I don't think he lost confidence. I think his confidence was always what it was now, but he lost the front, like the like the bravado, the shell, and and I think like that that loss of the muscles wasn't just like literal, but like symbolic. Like like he lost his um, illusion, his. His uh, costume, you know what I mean? Like, like that. Those monsters work a costume, I think. And I don't think he lost confidence. He just, um, his, his imposter that came out, I think. And that, that to me is going to be harder than regaining confidence. I think if you really had confidence, you can kind of like, because, because, because when Lennox Lewis did, did his comeback, I think Lennox Lewis generally uh, had a confidence, and he was able to. Oh yeah. When, when he had to come back, he was able. To come back from his loss and just like destroy. Uh, I forgot who was it that he came back against. That oh, Hasim Rahman. When Rahman knocked him out, he came back the very next fight and just destroyed. Just yes. destroyed him. Yes. Destroyed. He did the same thing to Oliver McCall. He made Oliver McCall cry. 
Yes, that's someone who regains confidence. Yeah. I think right. you know, this dude doesn't have a confidence to regain. He never like. But he's not. The first but he's time. not that's cut be like hard. them. Like you gotta be like. Mm-hmm. It, first of all, you know, boxing is like like football. You gotta be kind of fucked up to do it any damn way. Mm-hmm. You exactly. know what I'm saying? You gotta be kind of fucked up in the head. So when you look at dudes like the Cuban fighters, those Puerto Rican fighters, you know, back in the day, fighters from Philly, fighters from Brooklyn, hungry, Ohio, like these dudes are living in steel mill towns and just, like, this is all they got. Mm. I, I swear the Jewish guys had to leave the game, man. The things just got too, too yeah. good for them. Like, you, you know, know you had those Irish Mickey Ward and those guys yeah. and, and Arturo Gotti, and then you look what Floyd Mayweather did to Arturo Gotti. I Ugh. mean, he just destroyed his face. You see his face after that fight. So it's just another level of, of hunger. Joe Frazier slept in the gym and, you know, he basically died in the gym. You know what I'm saying? He was oh. so poor when he when he retired, yeah, he died in the gym. Up. But these do, it's just another type of look. Riddick Bowe's talking about coming back. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know why, but you know what I'm saying? Riddick Bro from Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Bed Stuy, Brownsville. Like he he's just a fighter. That's what they do. Back when that meant yeah. something. Yeah. So there is dudes out there that could take an ass whooping. You know, Evander Holyfield took a whole lot of ass whoopings. Oh, yeah. They had to beg him to retire. Yeah. I remember I used to see signs people holding up say, please retire. Please, Evander. yeah. They was begging him. Bad heart and everything. Guys, what's funny about this article is because this guy is usually like, you know, a Wilder hater who had to finally just, you know, uh, yeah, I think the one-two punch of seeing what Wilder did to Ortiz combined with this, this guy just had his Jesus moment. But his mm-hmm. his his fans, his readers, you know, they feel like betrayed. So oh, this guy's yeah, like, yeah. keep drinking that Kool-Aid. Wilder fought a nobody. Could have you know, it's gonna be even worse. Could have been knocked Wilder. out several times on a whole hum match. You know if, what's if, so great if, about if, Wilder? Like people are just mad now that he. They hate Wilder. Wilder. They'll come up with any reason to not like Wilder. But if Wilder knocks out Tyson Fury in February, these motherfuckers might as well retire because he's never yeah, gonna I, get another fight. I think yeah. that's gonna happen. I think he's gonna knock him out. He, he might as well retire because yeah. he's never going to get that, another fight. He'll never he, get a chance. Yeah. I, I'm going to give you my analogy for, like, for like Wilder. You, you guys ever play video games and have a cheese move? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. one of those, yeah, like Street Fighter 2 with Chun-Li. It's like a glitch. With the leg yeah, sweep. Yeah. yeah that yeah, was so you, fucking. You had a cheese move and stuff. And, like, yeah. you know, people call that cheap, but it takes a certain amount of skill to know how to use a cheese move very well. Absolutely, like, you know like the three-pointer in the corner on double dribble. Yeah, 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 because, <laughs> because if somebody sees you have that cheese move, they're going to just know I got to do everything I can to keep them from getting off that cheese yes. move. So then you start developing a set of skills. Like, like I used to play this EA Sports hockey and yeah. stuff, and my guy was Luke Robitaille, and it was one cheese move I had. I went around the left of the uh, goal, Went around the back of the um, net, and then uh, I could sla- slap it in. So everybody in my dorm just knew I had this one cheese move, but I had a million ways to get that cheese move. I knew Absolutely. if I saw an opening, I knew what to do. And that's a legit skill, and I think that's how wild it is. And, and, and that's, that's, and that's cheese the thing move. is that he has the cheese move, but you can he can also get that cheese move on a fluke. Exactly. Like he can set you up with it and do it technically, or he just catch you. You, like, you, you'll sorry, never see anybody in a firefight yeah. with him. You didn't need no skill to do that damn Chun Li sweep move in Street Fighter. Nah, you should have fucked it. That shit. Yeah, Chun Li was. Yeah, the Chun Li was maybe not maybe not a good one. But I think the three pointer in the corner though. You know. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. the three pointer in the corner on double dribble is a cheese move. 
Yeah. That Chun Lee when people used to fight over that shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was just like, look, yeah, man, you got that, that one. That one is tough because that's just a two-dimensional left-right game. So yeah. you, you can't you yeah. can't really stop that that Chun Li <laughs> right. You know, they even took that shit out of later later versions. I'm glad they yeah, had to, bro. <laughs> like, people out. were complaining. If, if you played Street Fighter past the '90s, you won't even know what we're talking about. You know, like it, yeah. like it was actually an actual glitch. Yeah, no, no, oh, a yeah. glitch is different than a cheese move. Uh, I feel like oh, that's, is, fair. that's fair. It's an actual design yeah. flaw. Whereas this yeah. is like, you know, a, a move that if somebody's good enough, the, the, the game designers didn't think about that when they did it. It's like those plays on the old Maddens that always work. Yeah. They didn't mm-hmm. think about what happens when someone does this. <laughs> they just never, yeah. they never thought about it. Yeah, I, I, I feel yeah. a true cheese move can be nullified if somebody can figure out how to stop you from getting that position or whatever and stuff like like man the only way you're mm-hmm. gonna beat deontay Wilder is by knocking him out but let me but ask like you what people were telling me right uh, 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 uh one, one quick thing people were telling me that deontay wilder right. has no skills because he was yeah. losing on points before he knocked out ortiz and all the other mm-hmm. fights and i'm like i'm trying to tell people he's losing on points on purpose because all he's doing for the first couple of rounds is measuring and looking in like, okay, when and how and what is this guy's Which style? Which is skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Requires what is patience, likely requires best, observation. Yeah. yeah. What's my likely best way to, to destroy his whole life and make his soul leave his body with this yes. right hand? And, and that's what he was doing with Ortiz. He was measuring. He's measuring. He's looking at his tendencies when he drops his fist a little bit, when he exposes himself. And he's like people just think he's just there, just dilly dallying. Everything, they, they everything he did against Ortiz, he parried yeah. the jab with his left hand, and it, that left hand is blinding you. Yeah, so you don't see the right hand coming. That's a skill. Yeah, that's a real skill. He's you setting up saying? his cheese move. Yeah. Would let me ask you guys. Let me ask hey, you guys yeah. this. Um, let's say Anthony Joshua is he? I'm assuming that his trainers are, are people from the UK. Yeah. So. What if he does like how Lennox Lewis did when he got with uh, 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 Emmanuel Stewart? Emmanuel Stewart. Back in the day. He added some stuff to him when he went there and started training with Crunk. So do you think that possibly Joshua could make a move like that to add some of the, to shore up some of the holes in his game? Or do you see him sticking with his folks out there? Well, George I Foreman wanted to train him. George Foreman wanted to train him? Yeah. Uh, can, I ask you, can I ask you a question about your question? Are you yep. asking if doing so will help him, or are you asking if he's likely to do it? Because I think doing so will definitely help him. I think he should yeah. change trainers. I think he should have tra- changed trainers before this fight. He just got lucky mm-hmm. that Ruiz was just such a fuck-up, mm-hmm. more than he had really good training. But was he likely to do it? No. I just don't see him yeah. doing it. Well, that I was mean, the talk. The talk before this fight was people were saying two things. They were saying, one, you shouldn't take this fight right after losing. You should take a tune-up. And, and two, you should add, not get rid of his uh, trainers, Rob McCracken, not get rid of Rob McCracken, but add some trainers. They were saying he should get with uh, Mayweather Sr. He should get mm. with George Foreman. Like, uh, and he said no. So he's Joshua said just, no. Yeah. So yeah. he's got to get wrecked in order to, to – uh, Yep. To consider switching up his training. So you said, yeah. Yeah, it was the latter. They're all on the same payroll, man. These dudes are all under the payroll. He's not allowed to choose his trainers. He's not allowed 
to move around like we think he can because he's owned by Matchroom Boxing, and that's the mm. way they handle business in the UK because they're still stuck in the 1970s and 80s in that Don King shit. And there's something, yeah. chi- I don't know, there's, there's something childlike to him that I see. I don't know, but I just feel like, like you said, it's that old model. He's like, you know, uh, I think he probably has dumb muscle. That. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's dumb muscle. I, I, I don't think it's dumb muscle. I just think the first thing you said that he's a good boy, I just think is more, more it. I, I think that he's Yeah, but that's kind of like dumb muscle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you know, right. you can, you can kind of tell him, you know, not a crash test dummy, but. You can kind of tell him, hey, look, guy, you know, we're going to we're going to fight this guy and uh, we're going to make 80 million. I'm going to get 60. You <laughs> get 15. I love this voice that he's doing. <laughs> hey, I'm going to get 60. Movie. You're going <laughs> to get Because 20. later on down the road, what's going to happen is oh, we're going to have man. this big fight in Wembley and um, it's going to be against Tyson Fury. But that's only if he beats Deontay Wilder. Then Deontay Wilder knocks him out. Well, you know, we were going to have the fight, but. Fury wow. just isn't the draw anymore. That's how they do it. I mean, it, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm not trying to call them stupid. Jeez, that's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But sad. look at it like this. This is what happened. At the very least, impressionable. Like, like, this like is what happened. Yeah. When Deontay Wilder offered that dude 50 million guaranteed. That's what people keep forgetting. It was 50 million guaranteed. That was the mm-hmm. biggest purse for one fight in heavyweight history. Yeah. He offered him fifty million guaranteed and a fifty-fifty split with a rematch, and Eddie Hearn yeah. told him not to take that fight. He knew he wasn't ready for that heat. Yeah, look, the scary part is the scary part is that probably would have been the best time for him to catch Wilder. That's my because whole this point. Dude is, <laughs> this dude is getting exponentially better. Yes, I sound like Ti saying that shit. Exponentially better. You know how Ti tries to use those words. You're right, though. He is getting exponentially better. When he fought right. against Ortiz, he wasn't all wild, windmill wilder, and all that. No, mm-hmm. he was cool and calculated. But the thing about it is, how many other times are you gonna get fifty million guaranteed plus a fifty-fifty split of the proceeds? You ain't getting that. that ain't Not, cut, he, yeah, look, make, yeah, yeah. Especially these dudes after got this. him fighting for flat fees. That's what they do in the UK. They got him fighting for flat fees. In yeah. America, we don't fight for flat fees. We fight, we fight for percentages. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because we're smarter. This is not the 1970s yeah. anymore. You know, the, yeah. you know, when Floyd Mayweather was going to fight Manny Pacquiao, the first offer he offered him, I think, was $40 million guaranteed. You know what Manny Pacquiao told him? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. We fight for percentages over here. Mm-hmm. And then Manny Pacquiao got more money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But over yeah. in the UK, they, you know... Yeah, a little they different. A little different. You know, they you know, mm-hmm. he wants to help match room. Like, motherfucker, they don't care about you. When you done, they still gonna be promoting. Your black ass is gonna be yeah. doing whatever you doing. And you know, Eddie Hearn's dad, Barry Hearn, came out and said, uh, I wish I could find it. I can find the interview, but he goes, Yeah, man, back in the day, we used to have we used to uh treat the fighters like slaves. We had slave contracts. Damn, and Dillian wow. White got his black ass sitting next to him smiling. Oh, Dillian wow. White. Yeah, yeah, you, you know what? I can't stand about Dillian White. Uh, but but yeah, I don't want to say bad about you. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got, he's one of those people that's got, you know what Dillian White reminds me of? You know who's like this? Um, I don't know why, but sometimes some British guys are like this. Uh, in acting, that guy John Boyega, like, John Boyega's yeah. always got, like, smoke for, like, you know, <laughs> black American actors. But 
you know, he's always so happy to be around like white people. To to me, like 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 he's happy. He did this viral video where you know he's letting them reduce his character to just like um, fan fiction love interest of um, what's the guy's name? Oh man, Poe. Yeah, you see the video he did on his Instagram. I was like, dude, you were being touted as the potential love interest. I mean, people like us never saw the hustle right away. We're like, this guy is nobody's love interest. He's just like, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. But uh, people were like believing that he was going to be like the leading man. He went from leading man to like doing stupid viral videos about having a crush on another man. Wow. And, yeah, and that was, and, and that was with Dillian White. Like, you know, like, 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 um, that guy, John Boyega, he called like Spike Lee trash. Um, oh, he did? Are you serious? Well, 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 well Man, dude, yeah. uh, uh, he, he told, he said a couple of slick things to, um, Sam, Sam Jackson. Um, oh. he, where, where he said, uh, he, th- he said something to the effect that he thinks Sam Jackson's getting senile because of his comments that he said oh, wow. about black Americans. And he said he needs Damn. to sit down in, in an interview with white people, you know, and he said, wow. I forgive Sam Jackson over his black. Sam Jackson didn't, apply to, didn't apologize to you. Who are you to go and give an interview saying, you know, you forgive him, he just needs to sit down. He, he, he said he was asking, are, are, are you okay? Are you okay over there, uh, Sam? And he's saying this in, like, white mag- magazines. Um, like, I, I don't know. Dude, that's he, crazy. Saying, I didn't know about yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, I, 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 actually, he claimed much. that he claimed that uh, Sam Jackson apologized. And I used to like that Sam. dude, too. Oh, fuck yeah. that. You don't say he's going to see. You don't even, I don't even play with, with shit like that. You know what I mean? Saying somebody's I mean, I mean he didn't use the word see now, but he I basically guess. like implied it. He's like, like are you all right over that. there? You know, you yeah. Get... yeah. Dude, yeah, stop yeah. all just, that, just, man. Just, just do I think with, his, but, sometimes know. your response can be way out of proportion with what was said. You know what I'm saying? And I just was taught like never rebuke an old man sharply. You know right. what I mean? That's just yeah. kind of like how I was raised. You don't really gain nothing from that, man. Just no, hell no. Uh, uh, that's that's th- out of pocket. Th- this is this is what he, this is what he said the first time. He said, "Black Brits versus African American, a stupid ass conflict we don't have time for." And it's like, dude, this guy mm-hmm. and his people paved the way for you to even fucking be here. You guys are here because you can't get work in British acting, and you're not sticking behind mm-hmm. there and making a lane for yourselves. And fighting to be right. in British acting, you're just coming here and acting over here. And, and but you know, I think happens with a lot of black immigrants. They don't really think. Oh, damn, T. That, you know what? That? You're right. I just thought about that, bro. Because even their biggest commodity over there, their biggest export is um, Idris Elba, and he can't yeah. get really roles in British productions like that. Not that yeah, I'm aware. Of. He wanted to be the next James Bond. You see what the motherfuckers did to him? Yeah, they and, made a black. And, Female yeah. bond <laughs> instead of a, a black girl. Yeah. They're like, oh, really? Okay, we'll show you. All right, nigger, niggers. we'll show yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they straight up and they straight up ad- admitted it. Like, like, like. There's an article. Um, we can put it in the show notes. But you can look it up. But uh, this black actress, Kush Jumbo. She's um, she's um, what do you call it? Kush 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 Jumbo. Um, is this black actor. She's here on this American show called Good Wife, and she's doing all its American shows. And then what she said is, there's an article in a Guardian. It says, British TV and film industry pulls plugs on black actors, says Kush Jumbo, saying oh. that, you know, she hit something called the exotic best friend ceiling in oh, wow. British TV, right? Oh, and she scandalous. says, actor Kush Jumbo has accused the British television Jeez. and film industry of pulling the plug on actors of color 
since she repeatedly came up against exotic best friend ceilings when auditioning for roles in the UK and stuff. And then she said, um, she's, uh, someone asked her, is there a brain drain of British actors of color deciding to go to America? And she said, uh, oh, England is literally pulling the plug and we're all just slipping through. She said, if there was work here, meaning England, I would be working here. I would like nothing more than to be working in film and on television in this country, meaning uh, England. She goes, I didn't go to America. I didn't run to America. I didn't even ask for America. I just took a play there, and suddenly everyone's telling me, like, oh, you're so talented. Would you like 52 jobs? Right? Wow. So, so then what, 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 what I was thinking, right, I'm like, well, did it ever occur to you to fucking stay there and fight? You know, oh. like, you know, like the uh, black American people here who have created these roles and stuff, they spent, you know, a lot of time Years. fighting and fighting to open that uh, space for themselves, right? So you would think, okay, maybe at least, maybe at least, she at least recognizes, like, you know, this great thing she has that, you know, these black Americans spend all this time here opening these lanes for, like, black roles. You can come in here. Like, you know, maybe she'll be humble. But this is what she says, right? They asked about Sam Jackson's recent criticism, right, about black British actors unfairly taking roles from black American actors. Um, and then she said, yeah, we are stealing their jobs. It's because we're better and it's something to be proud of, slamming her yeah. hand on the desk. Why aren't we trying to keep that here and encourage that and take over the whole world with it because we are the best? So she basically said, uh, yeah, of course we're taking the jobs because we're better than them. And that's what Billy and White like, fucking reminds me of. Like, like you're there on slave, glorified slave contracts. You should be like asking black Americans, how did you guys fucking get these percentage contracts now? How did you do this shit? You know? But instead, he's there like, you know, a stooge next to, uh, you know, his handler. And making fun of the Americans, you know what I'm saying? You know, I think that um, I think one of the issues that that speaks to what you're saying is that them needing to stay over there and fight for it. I, I think they've, and I'm saying this as an outsider. I think they've kind of fooled themselves into believing in this whole post-racial thing out there in the UK. So, what what kind of traction would a would a fight like that even garner? I mean, they know that mm -hmm. out here in the United States, we still fight those fights. You know, as as Black Americans, we still fight those fights. We don't. But the majority of us don't believe we live in a post racial society. But I think maybe in Britain, at least from what I see as an outsider, it seems like a lot of the Black people there kind of fall for that. You know. Y yeah. yeah. So something else I think with her that I think is also scary too. I think what you're saying is right. This is not something to counter what you're saying. I think this is yeah, an yeah. added element to what you're saying. Um, listen to what she said. Right. She doesn't. I, I think a lot of these people they don't think uh, black American people fought for anything they had. They just think American whites are just better at spotting talent. And, and, and th mm -hmm. this is why I say that. Right. She says. Um, yeah, we're stealing their jobs. It's because we're better, and it's something to be proud of, right? So first off, you know, she's like, she thinks she, that they're actually better than black Americans, that the only reason black Americans were getting so much work is because um, the Americans were more generous and nicer. You know, they just had better class of white people, and that also they're better than them, than the black American actors. So, of course, these American white people who can see talent like, first, the American white people are nicer, as in, like, you know, they're more willing to give black people work. And second, they have an eye for talent. So it's not that these black Americans fought so much, and then they saw these black British people and said, you know what? 
these guys are just grateful to be here. Let's just go with them. Because to me, that's what's really happening. The American uh, black actors are just fighters. And the British black actors are just happy to be there. And whatever. And like Chris Jumbo, who just think it's because they're so great. You know, you know like they think being a token just means that you're the best black person there was. As, you know? Mm-hmm. Not just that you're the easiest to deal with. Right? But then this is what she says next. After that, she follows with, why aren't we trying to keep that here and encourage that to take over the world? In her mind, and this goes to what you were saying, Mario, about the post-racial, she thinks that the reason why she's not doing good in uh, England is because the British white people are too stupid to realize how extra talented that the black Brits are. And it's just a matter of, uh, you know, white American uh, gatekeepers just being more generous and better at spotting talent. So, you know, I think they buy into that. Uh, we're just more talented. We're better. And th- this is something that I got from you, Mario. You said that a lot of like, black immigrants think that uh, American blacks don't appreciate what they got and if they got this shot. Like, like, like they're not doing as good as they yeah. can be uh-huh. because they don't fully take appreciation of all the good things that the white Americans are giving them. And if right. they were in the spot with their harder work and better talent, they would get much more of this bountiful, gener- they would get much more traction out of this bountiful gener- generosity of mm-hmm. the good white Americans than uh, these lazy uh, black Americans uh, yeah. do. So I wonder then, maybe my, maybe my thing about the post-racial thought process, maybe... Maybe it's kind of post-racial. Maybe they're working the hustle too, because on some degree they have to realize that there's a distinction, right? I mean, you can't really believe that you're post-racial, but then make racial distinctions when you talk about the work or whatever, right? So I mean, they they acknowledge that they are a distinct group out there in 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 the UK as far as they're black and everything like that. So maybe they they just realize the hustle. Maybe they. I, yeah, maybe. I, I think I think deep down they realize it, but they don't want to admit it to themselves. Yeah. I think the cover yeah. hustle they have is that the racism is that um, it's like a racism that they have to be educated out of. As in, okay, the only reason you're not using this brand over that brand is because you don't realize how good this brand is. So, like ours out here, a lot of like a lot of our blavities out here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. As opposed to thinking, you know what? We just think like, you're just trash. Uh, we know what you are. We just, you know, think this is the best you can you can do, and we hate you. You know, they don't want to think about it like that. They just think, yeah, these people want the best. They just don't. They're just not. They don't have a good enough eye to realize quality, and you know, and they just need to be sold on the brand of that's called Black Brits. You know what I mean? And, I don't, I don't know, but 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 Dillian White. I, I'm I'm sorry. Let's go back to Dillian White because we're on that tangent. I'm sorry, Ken. Uh, why are we no, saying no, we're go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> We we going on one of our side riffs, man. It's how the show works. You know that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, but, but but Dillian White, like what he's doing, I see what Kush Jumbo is doing. What I I see what John Boyega is doing. We they always have more smoke for Black Americans. Who, if anything, they should be like modeling. Like, how did you guys get so many inroads in there so I yeah. can do it? You know, l- let's let's chop shop. Let's do game. Instead, they're like uh, sitting with white people who are treating them worse, right? Right? Yeah, she, yeah, she's there with yeah. these with these white British people, shit talking black Americans. And these are the same white British people that you're saying uh, don't recognize your talent. 
why don't you yeah. shit talking them and you know saying mean uh, we're going to the black americans and learning how to do this game and when we come back from learning what you know they've done you know you're gonna have to really contend with us you know, you know? especially in the boxing game where you got guys you know go all the way back to tom molino and jack johnson and all these guys you go all the way back and look at what black fighters been through and how they figured it out i mean you know hate, hate him or love him but floyd mayweather is the smartest businessman in boxing history the yeah. way he was able to parlay business and boxing, you know what I'm saying, and, mm-hmm. and got with the right people. If you a black boxer or anybody. While, be, while being a prime level fighter. Yes. Let, let's add that in, too. Yes. Yeah. He bought yeah. his way out of that contract with top rank, got with Al Heyman. If you are a black boxer or, or want to be a smart boxer and be financially set off, if you're not with Al Heyman, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. You're an idiot. And, where, you know, where do you... Where do you put uh just on the where do you put De La Hoya in that in that conversation? He's not black, obviously, but as far as, as being far as business, yeah, the motherfucker's smart. Uh huh. The motherfucker's smart. I mean, but he did he, look. They all had the same problem. Bob Arum was a problem. Our top Hoya right. was with Bob Arum. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather was with Bob Arum. They yeah. all were with Bob Arum, and they all had to get away from him. And when they did, is they were smart enough to see? Okay, look. Okay, yeah, I want to be the champ, but I also want to be financially well off because generations from now, I don't want to end up like Joe, Joe Frazier. I don't yep. want to end up like Joe Lewis. I don't want to end up like um, Leon Spinks and Meldrick Taylor and all these dudes that are literally, they said that uh, Leon Spinks was at a, a, um, an event in Vegas and um, they were honoring a lot of boxers. You know, a lot of people were there. And uh, he was there signing gloves and stuff. And uh, brother said that he went up to him and was like, oh, man, what's up, champ? You know, and he said that Leon Spinks said to him that, hey, man, they said that uh, the dude that b- beat Muhammad Ali is in here. He Aww. said, yeah, champ, that was you. He said, wow. what? That's how far he's gone. Oh, man. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These brothers ain't trying to end up like that. Yeah, and I don't blame them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. Oscar De La Hoya, smart motherfucker. Now, I don't know what the fuck he doing in his personal life. Motherfucker be forks in his booty hole and all this other yeah, weirdo yeah, shit. Yeah, he's into some wild shit. But, but it, yeah, in, in the business, yeah, is he, it the business of boxing? Yeah, he Even what that, he's man. doing with, with Canelo. People don't like that Canelo's jumping this weight class and that weight class. But guess what, though? Canelo's going to be fighting for another six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Getting money as a yeah. top draw. And he's another smart fighter. He can he can dish out a tremendous amount of punishment without Absolutely. receiving a lot of punishment. You know, yeah, he he's not. And you know, a lot of a lot of uh, fight fans because he's Mexican, they don't like the way he fights because he's not a come forward fighter. Mm-hmm. But you know I mean, that, dude. But see, that's and that's the one thing I don't like about fight fans is they they are selectively stupid. Yeah. <laughs> the dude stood and banged with with Triple G. Yeah, twice. <laughs> twice! Like, especially the second fight. He really stood and banged with yeah. him. So you can't yeah, see. But pe- people are just so... They want him to be Julio Cesar Chavez over and they over. Won't they won't rock him, sock him, robot. Yeah, but, also, but, also, but also his, his image, because he's very polished and stuff, and I think... Well, and he's white. Thing, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. He is, he's, he's a white guy, pretty much. He's white. Yeah. yeah. Is Canelo Mexican? Mm-hmm. He is Mexican. Okay, I, for some reason I was thinking he was Argentinian. But I think it, I think he like um his somehow I forgot how it is, but he's white, but he's Mexican. You know what I'm saying? I forgot the whole story. Mm. But you know, fight fans are probably the stupidest and most emotional fans in any sport. 
You name the sport, they're the most emotional. But but also fight fans, I think, are probably some of the fans that actually understand the technical aspects of the sport like the least. It's very weird. Yes. Like, yes. Like, like yes. eighty percent of fight fans would not understand. You know, like 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 when a lot of people were complaining about how uh, Joshua won tonight, and a lot of people were like. Oh, but you don't mind when Mayweather does it. I'm like, wait, that's they, what he does. Nothing like how There's can you nothing, what Mayweather does? Nothing close to what Mayweather does. What he does and see, but a lot of people will say shit like that. Like, like yeah. all he sees is running, running away or going close or whatever. And it's like it's two totally technical, different things. It's like, like you know? when uh, the, the the Mayweather fans say, oh he, oh he, the, he, oh the Mayweather defense, the shoulder roll. Man, the shoulder roll existed before Mayweather was born. Like that defense is not new. That's old. That type of stuff. Yeah, the old Philly shell boxing. and all that. Yeah, yeah, the Philly shell. That's old yeah. stuff. You know what I'm saying? But the, the casual boxing fans, and I do mean casuals because, the you know, these fights don't sell unless the casuals watch. The hardcore boxing fan is not going to get these dudes paid. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Right, so the casual, right. you know, it ain't like back in the day, you know, Floyd Mayweather does three, four million in a pay-per-view against Manny Pacquiao or against Oscar De La Hoya. You know, these days, you do... 400,000 pay-per-views, that's good. You know what I'm saying? That's considered a good night, you know? Yeah. The days of getting million-dollar pay-per-views with illegal streams and all them days is over. You know what I'm saying? Especially but with everybody holding their own pay-per-views, you know? Absolutely. I'm watching that they got uh, Charlo fighting on Showtime right now. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? You mm -hmm. could, I mean, when was, the other, when was the last time you could get two championship fights in a day on two different networks? Ain't happening. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. Yeah. Dude. Back in the day, you would get one card. The Mike Tyson fight was the main card. And then under that, you're going to get Julio Cesar Chavez. You're going to get mm -hmm. Pernell Whitaker. You're going to get Meldrick Taylor, some other guys. But that was it. And then you, th there was only, what, two pay per views a year? If that? If that, yeah. You, yeah. Do either of you know anything about Hogan, the guy Charlo's fighting? I, I, I know, I know Charlo's like ridiculously heavily favored <laughs> to, yes. to destroy yeah. him. But I, know, I don't even know who Hogan, Hogan even is. You, no, Hogan's a nobody. He's he's not. He's a he's a stay. He's what we, what what you call a stay busy fight. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the odds are like re ridiculous. Like on the betting sites against uh, this guy Hogan, but I never heard about him. I was wondering one of you guys. Well, he was <laughs> supposed to fight another guy, so but he dropped out. What were you saying, Mario? T, did you see that knockout um, before the? Uh, for the main event tonight. <laughs> no, I couldn't get the stream. I couldn't get the stream to work. I oh saw you guys talking God. about it. I saw you guys Man. talking about it. But by the time I got the stream going, all I saw was Sweet Caroline. I missed the whole. Where I'm gonna try to find that African that. dude from, man. I don't, man. They they went and paid some dude off the street. <laughs> told him, people, hey man, people you want to make? People were talking about it. I'm sure it's on Twitter somewhere, but I missed you it. Make, I, I you want to make a quick thousand dollars, man? Come in here with us. <laughs> it was you something because that dude. Like, you want some OT? I right, come down this way. Put these shorts on. Come down this way. He walked down there. Next thing you know, he got gloves on his hands. Like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Find him in the back alley. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Where'd these gloves come from? Man, he got served. Oh, my God. He that was sauce on that dude. Let me see if I can find that damn. I got to find it, bro. Hold I on. retweeted it. It might be on my feed because I know I retweeted it. I didn't even see the knockout, but just that that, that image of like, hey, hey, you want to fuck with me? You know, you know, you know how you know that fight was rigged. You know how they got. You know how you know it was fucked up. <laughs> this is how you know that shit was fucked up. The Mexican dude was from L.A. Oh, for real? Yeah, he's from L.A. I'm like, wait a minute, they flew this motherfucker from L.A. Who did they get this nigga from? 
Yeah, trying to hype up the whole black versus Latino thing. That's Man, that. <laughs> Where are you at? Let mother- me see if I can. Let me find your. Let me find your page. I gotta see this. That motherfucker oh, was a gymnast oh, or some oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> the way he went flying, looked like he was finna do a backflip. It looked like uh, what's that game that used to be on the original Nintendo Ring King? Ring King. Remember, <laughs> remember used to knock hit food with an uppercut, no, do a make him leave the stadium, make him leave the stadium like a frisbee. <laughs> Let me find that. Where is your damn? I, I'm man, I can't find your damn Twitter for nothing. Hold you on, Ring King. Oh my god, that shit was. You used to hit a motherfucker with a right hook and they'll spin around like a whirling dervish. You know that kind oh my of shit. God. <laughs> that was at a line the way they put. They put that dude in the ring. They know damn well that dude was a gardener over there somewhere in Saudi Arabia. Oh, you know they do Africans God. wrong over there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, did it yeah. dirty. What did it call? Kafala. Kafala. Yeah, it was talking with the Kafala guys. That's Kafala boxing. Kafala. Ken, what the hell is this picture that you posted on your Twitter page? <laughs> Somebody looking. Is it's wrong. It's wrong to make a joke about this, but I was just. Oh thinking about my them, god! I was just thinking about them holding his passport to make him fight. They're like, they did like a fall. That's thing. exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> You're like, yo, you got okay. your passport. Now you got to fight. It wasn't even a thousand dollars. They just held the passport. Let me just, I just pause this in the for a second. We got to We you got to post this as the as the as the picture for this episode, <laughs> T. You got to post this. This is the We Sorties. Oh, the, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, the, the Luis Ortiz picture of him being knocked out on the ground? Yeah, you got to... Oh, my God. <laughs> this oh, motherfucker I, look like... <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've seen a ghost. I, I've he seen looks like one. Thriller, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen that one. You're talking, you're talking about the one where... You're talking about when Luis Ortiz got, uh, was on the floor by um, yeah. Wilder. And, and, oh, uh, my God. And, and, and he just looked like cross-eyed and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he looked I'm, like I'm, God in the room. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. No, I definitely saw that. You know what? That picture was like, you know, so funny that I was. Oh, here it is. Can't post it in the clone room. Yeah, oh, no, no, man. No, I, I saw it. I almost made it like my uh, avatar on Twitter. Then I was thinking, you know what? He had heart. Because I don't know what I would yeah. look like after a, uh, a wild punch. From, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'll laugh at it in private, but I'm not going to make that my <laughs> AV, man, dude. Man, can you imagine getting hit like this African dude, bro? <laughs> oh, <laughs> his leg is slashed. <laughs> oh man, look like a look like. Wait, that's not right, man. Where's the African dude? I want to see that. He that fell was... down like your bike falls when it's hit, when the yeah, kickstand like kick is stand. Still, but it still falls anyway. <laughs> uh, Kenny, Kenny, is it on your Twitter page or is it? I, I it's on the, it's in, in the clone room. room. Oh, yeah. in the, uh, okay, hold on, because right, I want to see that. <laughs> God, this shit is ridiculous. Damn. <laughs> he said they probably <laughs> the tweet. The, hold on, I got, I got I got to up the tweet because the tweet makes that clip funnier. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the tweet in the show notes. Uh, Kenny tweeted they found this dude in the back sweeping the floor and said, <laughs> <laughs> I, "I'm laughing too hard to even deliver the joke." Yeah, all right. Wait, they found this dude in the back sweeping the floor and said, "Want some OT?" He said, "Sure." Now look, <laughs> motherfucker, sleep. Oh, this dude, that African dude, that's racism right there. This is th- they found this dude. <laughs> D- dude, he dude. was pumping gas <laughs> at the local gas station. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, go, hey man, you want to make a quick thousand? Come in here. 
Look at the look at his guard, bro. Look at the way his guard. He looks like a dude getting his ass whooped in a corner. You ever see those street fights and it's oh, one yeah. person oh, just yeah. getting welled on and they turtle up in the corner somewhere? That's what he looks like he's doing right now. Dude, oh, that's I'm, not I'm a even... boxing guard, bro. Dude, dude. <laughs> Is his hairline receding, or did the dude actually knock it back? He knocked. I think he, he knocked his, his hairline off. It's like he gave him an edge up just by punching him in the face. Like it's, it's his hairline. That shit looking like Balrog on motherfucking. <laughs> this, he looked like Balrog. Yeah, this he dude like was Balrog. homeless somewhere. They found. <laughs> oh, dude, he man. gave him a Balrog widow's peak just by punching him in the face. <laughs> man. That's fucking crazy. They found that dude yeah, in just... Africa somewhere and just. He walked into him. the ring with a full head of hair, and he walked out looking like George <laughs> Jefferson. It just now, that, that, you know, now, this is the crazy thing. You know what's crazy about that? That fight was a four-round fight. How much do you think he got paid for that? <laughs> he got $1,000 <laughs> for that. They said, hey, man, you want to make a quick grand? He's like, oh, yeah. Well, I, well, sign, sign me up. Dude, $3,000 of, of medical fees. That dude is doing yep. that net. He knitted the like rent money. <laughs> Man, they put him on a stretcher and, and carried him off and put him outside somewhere <laughs> in the back. <laughs> like that movie, uh, remember Van Damme Kickbox? Remember that movie Kickboxer? Yes. Hell when his yeah. brother got fucked up and then I'm they him carried back. him and they Yo, dumped I'm, him in the back. I'm telling you, he did not even get the thousand dollars. They just took his passport. Just <laughs> you know, that was it sounded Your like a good idea when he yeah. called his wife and his wife was like, Yeah, we could use that money. Yeah, that money, that money gone. <laughs> that money yeah, gone. They said, they said, "If you do, you want this money, or do you want to go home? Because we ain't right. gonna keep your passport. You, you ain't gonna keep going your nowhere. passport." <laughs> <laughs> if oh, oh shit, man. that's fucked they up. Bribed him with his own man. knockout. That's a damn shame, man. Man, I don't oh, even know that dude's name. I know the Mexican dude's name is Pachico, but I don't even know the dude's name. I don't that dude even... doesn't know his own name. No, he doesn't know his name. They, he knocked his ass back into a toddler. He he's done, bro. <laughs> that's that's one of them dudes where it's like you know it's like some of those dudes you see Mike Tyson fight way back. You like man, mm-hmm. boxing just ain't for you, fam. Like you, you shouldn't be doing. You could be a welder, fucking pipe fitter, or some shit. You know what I'm saying? You could be a bartender. You know, could jail jail is better. You, you could be yeah jail, right? yeah. You could be a CEO. You know what I'm saying? You could tell all the prison. Yeah man, I fought. I went three rounds with Tyson. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I mean, I, I mean locked up in the prison. Like, no, yeah, 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 I rather be in jail. Up yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything's better. Anything's shit, this man, dude's hairline, you, you, man. This dude's hairline is serious. God yeah, yeah. His, his hairline's a beast. That hairline is a fucking That's beast. A goddamn bro. shame. I'm telling you, but I mean, it might have just gotten pushed back from that punch. I don't know because I don't see it before of his hairline before the punch, so I can't really tell what the fuck. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh fuck! Oh, oh man! Fuck. I, I you know you, you know what? We're at the point now where we're making Kafala system jokes. That's very not real. I think yeah, I think I think, I think it's the time. Yeah. That's our cue to go, I think, man. I think, yeah, I think, I think so, start, yeah, because Kafala is, is a serious topic. Yeah, it's not, it's not I don't serious. really know too much about it. I can't yeah. speak intelligently about it, but... Wait, say that again. I'm sorry, guys. Kafala? Yeah. Kafala? All jokes aside, Kafala is no... It, it, hold on. This is the, PC, this is the PSA seg- segment of Champagne Sharks. Uh, you know, it's fun to laugh at different things. And on Champagne Sharks, we enjoy having a little Josh here and then, but the Kafala system is nothing to laugh about. And... For those who are wondering, the kafala system is a system of modern-day slavery in Saudi Arabia. Oh. Uh, and that's probably what built that stadium. Yep. Kafala. Yep. And See, I it didn't is know the name of that. Seriously well. fucked up. 
Uh, yeah, and, you know, all jokes aside, this is what the, this is what the file system is uh, on Wikipedia. An exploitative system used to monitor migrant laborers working primarily in the construction and domestic sectors in the Gulf Cooperation Council member states and a few neighboring countries, namely Bahrain, Jordan, Kuwait, Lebanon, Qatar, Oman, Saudi Arabia, and the United uh, Arab Emir Emirates. Mm. And basically, it's just like modern-day slavery. This basically, it's, it's the way that uh, the Middle Eastern countries still have uh, black slaves, you know? And one of the things they do, right, the system requires all unskilled laborers to have an in-country sponsor, usually their employer, who is responsible for their visa and legal status. And this is basically the slave owner. The practice has been criticized by human rights organizations for creating easy opportunities for the exploitation of workers, as many employers take away passports and abuse their workers with little chance of legal repercussions. And that's probably how they built that stadium over there, just mm -hmm. for this fight, you know, uh, by this abusive... Uh, system and oh, man. yeah yeah seriously uh fucked up so all jokes aside kafala is no uh joke but yeah. but straight up man tanzania. at some level you never know the kafala that that boxer i don't know what yeah, he's from on. tanzania so yeah Eesh. Oh. never yeah, know so it, it may not be too far-fetched uh he is salamini sadi his record is 20 wins and 16 losses, 5 Whoa, draws. Oh, what the fuck? Wait a minute. Wait, wait. He's 20 and 16? Yeah, 2016 and 5. And how, many knock how many times have he been knocked out? Nine. Nine of his 16 oh, yeah. losses. Oh, yeah. He should have no business knockout. being in the ring. Come on, man. Yeah. But twenty of, 15 of his 20 wins came from knockouts, too. So Yeah, but he I fought other motherfuckers that was in the Kafala system. Shit. Yeah. Wow. And, and, <laughs> so and, and, and listen to this. How crazy is this? You can't leave the country without your quote-unquote sponsor's permission. Picture you go to a country you work, and the guy can actually say, you can't leave the country. Yeah, that's slavery. That's slavery. That's, that's like uh, back in the day, if you got like convict leasing camps, or back in the day, there was a, there's a book called um, Slavery by Another Name by yep. Douglas Blackman. And he talks, tells stories about black people who weren't slaves, but were working on some ex-plantation and uh, they were supposed to be under contract, and uh, the contract was up, and then the, the plantation owner would lie. And like, oh, no, you still owe me time. And then if the, if the person wanted to leave, they go get the cops. And they put them, they have them there for life. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's definitely slavery. Uh, listen, listen, listen to this. Um, um, Raghav, somebody who's one of these uh, people, this is from an article. Um, mm -hmm. Brought over in the premise of working in packaging and earning $600 a month. Today, Rogov earns only $300. His job is to collect Beirut's trash for 15 hours a day, and he lives in a single room with nine other men. He is not allowed to leave the compound except on his day off, which is never guaranteed. His passport has also been confiscated, relegating him to the status of corporate prisoner. Mm. And, yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy. But a lot of these uh, countries actually legally abolished... Uh, slavery like uh in the 20th century like recently mm, and, and and um they got around it they got around it um check the, check this out some places uh Sa saudi arabia and yemen abolished slavery in 1962 under uh, pressure from britain not 1862 1962 oman 1970 and um 
Mauritan, Mauritania, um, it's in the Muslim world. They mm. abolished it three times. <laughs> they kept putting it back. 1905. They slavery, man. They, they want back. slaves. They had to abolish it in 1981, and then they had to abolish it again 2007, like 12 years wow. ago. And these oh, were, a lot of these are the places with the fucking kafala system. That's how that uh, stadium, they were able to build a stadium in, in no time. They want just slavery for no, at, at all costs. Yeah. And, you, you know, a lot of black conservatives and coons, like one of the things that they always like to say to defend like white people is like, well, you know, you don't get on the Muslims for their slavery, you know. And, you know, that's kind of a valid point because mm-hmm. they yeah. do get a lot of pass yeah. for enslaving black people a lot. They, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Well, shit, man. Let's wrap this damn thing up. I man. know that, that was a nice down wow. history lesson yeah. to end it on. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. I was looking at you. I'm, I'm sorry for ruining the joke. I, I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to end our end it with reality, huh? Yeah, you do, man. man. Shit. Well, right, well, well, you know, I kind of had to because because once I said the Kafala joke, I knew someone was going to. <laughs> You're gonna get it later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is true. gonna be posted on both on the on the five hundred three and the Champagne Sharks, so somebody's gonna be whining. So oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Get ready, they're gonna be whining, but I don't give a fuck. Shit, I had a good time. I know y'all had a good time. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Uh, uh, we'll get over la- it. Last question: Who do you think Joshua fights next? A tune-up, or does he go straight for one of the top? I don't know. The, they, the word is that he's supposed to be fighting Pulev. Who is some Russian, some some Russian that's, you know, been popped for PEDs, and you know the Russians never go away. So he's gonna <laughs> fight Pulev, or he's. They said uh, he's gonna the the mandatory for one of his belts is Alexander Usyk, mm-hmm. and Alexander Usyk was undisputed at uh, cruiserweight. He just moved up to heavyweight, so they want to try to get him involved. He's another Eddie Hearn fighter. He's a, a matchroom fighter. So more than likely, those two fights, one of those two fights, are gonna happen. And that's roughly it. We ain't going to get no good fights from Joshua for another three years. We forget it. Damn. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, because even this one was a fluke. Yeah. In reality, Ruiz was supposed never supposed to be, to be here. here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Worst cherry pick ever, man. Uh, oh, you see, yeah. You said it, yeah. Ken. That, that wasn't me. You, you said it, and it's true. Yeah. The worst cherry pick ever. Yeah. Because right, there guys. was some drum beat building up for him that people with the public was starting to demand that he fight either Tyson or. Uh, yeah. He was starting to feel that pressure, but then this release thing ended up being a nice distraction for him. So. Yeah, because the, the the thing was that they wanted um, so that the zone or Dazzin that network that it, the fight was on, they wanted to sign Deontay Wilder, and Deontay Wilder turned him down. And the thing about it was, people were saying, "Oh, Deontay Wilder ducked because he could have fought Anthony Joshua," and that's not true because Anthony Joshua is not signed to fight on the zone. He's he signed to fight on Sky Sports over in the UK. So what happened was. Deontay Wilder turned that contract down because he was like, man, this ain't, this don't make no sense. You guys want me to fight for a flat fee instead of uh, percentage, and then I'm not even guaranteed to get the Joshua fight. And think about it. If he would have signed, Joshua gets beat by Ruiz anyway. So who would he be fighting? Mm. You, know what, you know what I'm saying? Who's a... Wilder seems like he's got a pretty nice team. He seems like he's a smart oh, yeah. guy himself, and it seems like he got a pretty nice team. He's, with him. he's up there with Al... He's connected to Who's, Al Hammond. Oh, he's he's working with them. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's got a good team behind him. You know, that's that's a good thing. I'm, and for I'm the people that don't remember, smart. Al Hammond, I know y'all do because y'all old enough to remember this shit. If you remember the Budweiser Superfest concerts back in the day with the mm. new additions and Whitney Houston's and Michael Jackson and all Superfest those concerts, was huge. Yeah. yeah. Al Hammond put those together. 
Oh damn! Okay. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that either. Cool. But um. Yeah, I, I think it's time to put, to put a pin in it, man. I think yeah. this was a good episode. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost two hours, man. I, I fucking laughed my ass off, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we did this, guys. And I'm gonna go eat some rotisserie chicken right now. Oh, I'm going to Popeyes to get a uh, Popeyes chicken sandwich. Uh, no, you ain't going to get oh, that damn chicken that? sandwich, right? I am. Oh, nice. I'm going right now. Hello. H- how about you? How about you, Mario? How are you spending your your night? Mario eating right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to Mike froze. Niggas Mike froze. froze. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? <laughs> I guess we just sign off without without him. Oh, he just disappeared. He couldn't wait to go eat. Yeah, well, his shit just yeah, his shit bounced out. I don't know what happened. All right, man. Have a, have a good one. All right, for sure, oh. man. I'll let you. Right. Right, hey, yo, these niggas is crazy, baby. They can't fuck with the dog. You know? Yo, Swiss. Swiss. My nigga. Uh. Swiss. 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 Another one. Swiss. Another one. Swiss. Are we being greedy? Oh, uh, I don't think Swiss. so. Uh. Come on, baby, like you don't know these streets is so bad. They'll find your body, but in pieces, cause the beast is. On some real funny shit. About to split your wig with some bloody shit. I ain't dropping nothing but that ugly shit. Hide your hand like that tried your man, cause what you saying is nothing.